this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Are we live? Yeah. Oh, here it is. It doesn't. I had to restart my. Uh, I had to refresh my Twitch. Excellent. And then I opened it and heard my own voice. And now I want to crawl up into a little hole underneath my bed and lay there forever. Not even underneath my bed. A hole underneath my bed. Christ. <laughs> you know, for someone who always constantly wants to be like a in a performance setting. I sure do hate the sound of my own voice. I can't listen to myself back now. Yeah. I, I did I did stand up for years and I would listen to my set on the subway on the way home. Uh, and every time I was just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? What is wrong with your fucking voice? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very romantic uh, way to talk about it. Oh, what are you doing? I would listen to my set on the way home on the subway because you know i had to take the subway because we were you know i was in the city doing it but really it was just like me being sad uh and trying to figure out how to not beast that that way <laughs> it was a time i i used to um in my 20s i used to be a pro wrestler for a little bit and i i hated watching my own game take back which is one of the things that when you're training early on they're like watch your own matches back uh-huh. Uh, I hated it. So I'd just be like, oh, that's, that was weak. That punch looked shit. That was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I should have showed, yeah. I should have yeah. showed out to the crowd then and I didn't. I put my head down. What was I doing? Oh. It's, it's the exact, uh, it's, that's the exact feeling of, of going back and listening to a thing you just did five minutes ago because, like, especially you could be like, can I get back on stage? I want to do it again. I want you to yeah. give me a whole new crowd <laughs> right now because now I'm now I'm pumped. Now I know what yeah. to do. Yeah. I almost weekly Starfinder game is very weekly. Uh, we appreciate that. Thinks all our voices and delivery are pretty nice, but I, like the game I play in on Sunday in particular, it, we have like a ridiculous. The group chemistry is mad because we've already been playing for a year. We've built we've built that to that point. It's the longest running game I've been playing in. 
so now like all of the all of the sessions are kind of effortless and i, I listen to it back. but like everyone i listen to it back and like everyone else is amazing and i'm like wow because <laughs> then not only are you critiquing yourself you're also comparing yourself to the other people that you were exactly. it's like double <laughs> you know Yeah. Cool. I'm trying to write like a, a three sentence elevator pitch to someone on Twitter who's looking for a new RPG writer. And I'm like, how can I explain this to you in three sentences why I'm the perfect pick, but also a stranger? <laughs> Well, what do they want? What's the brief? I mean, uh, so this guy tweeted, uh, do you want to get into writing for RPGs? I'm looking for folks who write for some Sword Point, which is apparently a D100 swashbuckling RPG, which sounds cool. cool. Uh, and I prefer to take on new writers who want to get into the industry. As far as getting into the industry, I don't know about that, um, but I would love to uh, have somebody ask me to do something cool and then I deliver on it. That would be cool. Yeah. Like, then, I think that's know, the that, best way to start, man. And then, yeah. and then, if you do get into the industry, then fucking great. But like, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I do it like, like I, I run a, uh, um, uh, a five E campaign on Thursdays um, for my friends, and it is like I make up. I, 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 I take every time I run like a campaign for for somebody in five E, I take it the whole Sword Coast as the basis. And then I just put a whole bunch of shit on top of it. So yeah. I I do it constantly. Whether or not somebody uh, else besides the people who are going to play look at it is irrelevant. <laughs> but I also would never do it like I, I you guys make all these like tables and things and these supplements that, that you would give out. And I'm like, I can't imagine like the thought process isn't there for me so i don't really know how you guys do that which so it's impressive to me that you're like oh yeah i made up this t this completely balanced table of a hundred things that you could find in a desk drawer and where i'm like yeah but how did you balance it how was it how did you make sure that like the wooden spoon is an op over the potato masher how did you do that without giving it to two people and watching them fight with it it's ridiculous amount of play testing is usually the answer to that yeah yeah I've got a few, um, I've written like a few subclasses and stuff that are going through, going through the play test mill at the moment. I'm probably going to put them up on drive for RPG. Um, so no, like, oh, there's all, there's also one that I was working on for ages and then, uh, in what's it, the Tasha's came out and one of the one of the damn subclasses on that was basically what i i went oh fuck, i gotta throw that one now that's the they they, they do sucks. the same thing oh god because it's like no, it's not even like you can be like oh you stole this from me because yeah. nobody but you knew about it nah yeah <laughs> copyright it man yeah now my sunday game's on hiatus at the moment the regular one um, but we are doing a one shot in its place this Sunday, and it's going to be an evil one shot okay. in the same setting, but like 200 years earlier. Good. Now I've, I've just gone full on anime villain with it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, evil Russian vampire swordsman. Let's do it. let's go. <laughs> 
Grab my drink before that minute's up. Yep. Okay. And uh, hi, hi, Rob. Hello, everybody over there in chat. We're going to be starting up very, very shortly. Just give us one more minute. Let that countdown finish. <clears throat> everybody, just get your get your throat clearing done now. <laughs> That's what's known as a stage cough. A stage cough. Yeah. Oh. If you're playing, Fag if you're playing uh, old Fagan in Oliver Twist and you need to cough to the back row mm. of the amphitheater, that's, that's how it's done. Classy. I will never, ever be able to get on stage ever again for the rest of my days. I, uh,. I just can't do it. Not anymore. A <laughs> little bit, little bit too, a uh, little bit too terrified of that. All right, our countdown is down. I'm gonna switch us on over. We are about to start on up, folks. Give us one moment. Let's do our logo. Cyber There we go. All right. Hello, hello, everybody out in the wasteland. Uh, this is uh, GM Capricious Nature, and I am happy to finally be back in the GM seat with our wonderful Fallout Asia crew. Uh, before we start up, I just want to let everybody in the audience know, as you can see, we are regrettably missing our wonderful Camacho, a.k.a. Uh, Raven. And... Uh, well, she'll be back with us uh, when we return from our uh, our vacations. All of the crazy wonderfulness that is, uh, well, that is all of the holidays. Uh, so please keep that in mind. She won't be here with us, very regrettably, but we are looking forward to having her back. Uh, now, uh, without any further ado whatsoever, I'm going to have my players please uh, introduce yourself, uh, starting with uh, Mark. Go for it. Uh, yeah, Mark, Captain Mark87 on the Discord and on the, on the Cyber Nation Uncensored Discord. Um, here for Fallout, here for Cyberpunk Red, which will be tomorrow night. We're going to Vegas, baby. Um, and then Sundays over at uh, twitch.tv forward slash heroes in theory for D&D uh, &D as well. Uh, this Sunday, our regular campaign's on a hiatus. Uh, but we are doing an evil one-shot. 
that should be good. We're going to be really high-level evil characters and probably just be murder hobos for four hours. That'll be fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it. Awesome, awesome. And I just realized that our uh, our uh, videos were frozen. My apologies, folks. Uh, having a little bit of technical difficulties right now, and I'm not exactly sure why. I will cover for you by mentioning that that uh, Rob has just put in the chat that we have a free copy of the core book to give away. Which which core book? This or Cyberpunk? Uh, Fallout Two D Twenty. Two D Twenty rulebook. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So yeah. Um, how do we want to decide that? Uh, same thing that uh, that Rob does. We can do the uh, we can do the one D one hundred. Have folks in the chat randomly pick a number. Because uh, the uh, the Moobot, uh, for some reason, Moobot here on our uh, on our Discord, for some reason, just hates me, and I I can't really okay. get anything up and running for it. It just it hates me. <laughs> do we do that during the break? Uh, we can do that uh, after the break. We can do it at the end of the show. Uh, up to you guys, actually. Uh, we'll do it at the end. Yeah, that's see, that's the prize. You gotta, you gotta stick around to win the raffle. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll start, we'll start taking numbers during the break, and then we'll do the old roll at the end. Sounds good to me. Is everyone a little while to get their numbers in? Ah, uh, there we go. Okay, I got it working now. It's being, being glitchy poophead today. Holy crap. There we go. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so uh, there you go. Yeah, Captain Mark, thank you very much for introducing yourself. And yes, as Rob mentioned in chat, uh, we will have our giveaway uh, at the end of our session. Uh, that's super cool. Thank you very much to uh, Rob at Cyber Nation Uncensored, as well as the folks over at Modifius. Uh, they also gave us a big shout out over on Instagram. So thank you guys very much. Uh, Johnny, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Johnny Drop. You can find me here every Friday for Fallout and every Saturday for Cyberpunk Red. Uh, lurking in the chat is other Sandman thirty ninety six. Um, and if you want, you can also check out my SoundCloud at Arkson. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and I actually, I, I finally have a SoundCloud. I actually jumped over and I'm following you on uh, on SoundCloud now, and I I, I really am I'm liking the beats that you're dropping on there. It was. It's a very pleasurable experience. So, are you still making music or no? Uh, it's been a bit, but I'm I'm trying to trying to get the uh, the drive to get back into it. Okay. Well, I hope to see more pop up on there. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Logar, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey. I am uh, Logar Diogar. I GM a live Starfinder game most Sundays on my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Logar Diogar. I'm also on Twitter uh, because I need to keep up with gaming news and who is, uh, who is, who is fucking up. And I also just started an Instagram for my cat. Uh, you can find that at Instagram, uh, Twig and Logar. Very important. That's the important one. Twig the cat will have more followers than you by That's the end funny. of next week. Have you That's seen what the happens. cat? He deserves it. <laughs> All right. Uh, remind me about that at the uh, at the end of the session because I'm gonna go follow you. Yeah. Let me. 
Uh, you can feel free to share that out on chat if you'd like, or you can send it over on Discord and I can pop it down. And uh, we'll add that to your uh, to your links. <laughs> get you get you some followers on Insta. All right, uh, Tracy, go ahead. Hi, I'm Tracy. You can catch me here each week. Um, otherwise, I'm just uh, hanging out on the Discord or uh, Twitter or whatnot as uh, Stinkpalm007. Um, and I'm playing uh, Dr. Ho Jian Yu, uh, the eccentric scientist who travels the waste with his uh, Brahmin, Dynamo. It's so cute. So jealous. I forget you have that every time. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so adorable. Every time, <laughs> absolutely love it. Uh, well, uh, thank you all very much, and uh, we are missing one of our players today. Um, I'm going to introduce her. Uh, we are missing Raven today. Uh, you can check her out on Twitter. Uh, she's got a new Twitter account. You can check her out over on Facebook and Instagram. And, of course, she's got her own Twitch uh, under uh, Doña Teresa Cuervo. Uh, so she is going to be out for this week on both our Fallout as well as our Cyberpunk stream. But when we are back from our uh, vacation, holidays, whatever you want to call it, uh, when we are back, uh, she will be uh, rejoining us. So there we go for Raven. I uh, hope everything's okay, Raven. If you're catching the VOD, hope everything's kosher. Um, and, uh, I am, uh, GM Capricious Nature, or just Capricious. Uh, you can catch me on all of these different links. Uh, first and foremost, I need to shout it out at the very beginning, and I'm going to shout it out again later, because I, we need it funded. Uh, Rob has put together the, uh, Cybernation Uncensored Kickstarter, and they've got dice and magnetic miniatures and dice towers and rollers, and it is so freaking cool. Uh, we need to get that kickstarted. We are, what, one just over $1,000 left, and we only have two days left until the campaign is over. So if you guys have the ability, please, please, please jump on over to premium.cybernationuncensored.com and join us over on the Kickstarter. Uh, that being said, uh, you guys can check out our supplements and all of our extra goodies over on cybernationuncensored.com. Uh, if you follow that Reddit link right there, I've put together all of my generators into one place for you to pull up, uh, and we'll be using them throughout our sessions here. And you can, of course, check out the link tree as well for all of my other links. And then last thing for today is that our music is being provided by two different groups. Uh, Tim over at Base Ape Records has made all of our wonderful Doom tracks, and A Thousand Reasons has been absolutely fantastic in making what's known as their Genesis track, which we will be playing intermittently in the background, just quietly to help set the mood. <clears throat> Now, that being said, uh, we've got all of our uh, players introduced. It's now time to get our character names up. We've got Sean Camacho, who is not here right now. We've got Minsky. We've got Val and Gianyu. And uh, for our recap, uh, it was discussed on our Discord. We are actually going to have Gianyu read out his journal entry that he made for the day. So, Gianyu, take it away. All right. Um, do you want me to do just uh, for the session two, or do you want me to do session one and two? 
Uh, whatever floats your boat. For anybody who's missed session one, it could help them out. All right, let's do that. All right. <clears throat> Journal of Dr. Ho Jianyu. Sunday, October 19th, 2110, day 1966. It was overcast this morning with rust colored clouds, looked like blood rain was coming. When I arrived at Sun Moon Lake Settlement, I stopped by Taylor's shop to uh, say my greetings. Minsky confirmed the date. Good, I'm not missing any days. Camacho was very happy to get her cigar after all these months. I really hope she doesn't smoke it right away. Afterwards, I set up shop outside with Dynamo and then it immediately started pouring blood rain. A little afternoon, uh, the rain let up and I saw a man covered in blood rain approaching. After a moment, he collapsed in the bloody uh, mud Minsky, Val, Sean, Camacho, and I eventually got the man into Minsky's office. The traveler warned us away from the Sun Moon Lake Resort area before dying. The traveler had a strange piece of metal lodged in his neck. It was clearly manufactured. When we tried to remove the metal piece, the strange thing happened. The metal resisted being pulled out and actually moved deeper. Uh, in fact, when Val and Sean almost got it out with a multi-tool, the metal just kind of squished and sunk in deeper. Interestingly, there's a residue left on Val's multi-tool. I can't identify it, though it is ferrous in nature and has a black, oily texture. Uh, this is like nothing I've ever seen or heard of. We need to figure out what it was. Unfortunately... Our extraction process sullied Minsky's office. Taylor was quite upset at the unsanitary state of affairs. I hope Taylor doesn't stay mad at us. Afterwards, all five of us agreed that we need to know more about what happened to the traveler. Uh, there is something very concerning going on. Uh, I agreed to lead everyone to Sun Moon Lake in the morning. I wonder if there will be a lab or tech facility up there. New tech could go a long way on the project. Monday, October 20th, 2110, day 1967. Oh, those damn Tatos woke me up this morning. I didn't think it possible, but the apocalypse made Taiwan's wild tomatoes even worse. Gastric inconveniences aside, it was a nice morning, overcast, cool, good weather for traveling. The first leg of our journey was uneventful, though unknown to everyone else. I almost started walking back home before remembering home hasn't been there in decades. Uh, around mid-morning, we diverted off the main road for a little scavenging at Family Mart. Val was ecstatic to find some sugar bombs, and Minsky managed to get a bunch of tea out of the vending machine. Then the dogs came. Formosan dogs were magnificent animals. Now they're mangy, violent beasts. We attracted the attention of a whole pack. Though, a little strategy, a little luck, and some grenades, uh, we were able to dispatch the dogs easily. Unfortunately, one of those foul creatures bit my leg. I could walk on it, but I have a bad feeling about this wound. By noon, we made it to the temple uh, where I stopped for a brief prayer, prayer. In the past era, I used to come here with Humia and the kids uh, when we would holiday at the lake. Unfortunately, it, unfortunately, it, ugh. It's unfortunate what happened to this once beautiful region. Shortly after the temple, we spotted smoke rising from the resort areas. Something is amiss. We need answers. All right. Well, thank you very much. Absolutely love that. Um, and if you are interested in continuing keeping that up, 
I think it's a great way to do our recaps and uh, get our uh, audience up to date on what's going on. Uh, but yeah, as was mentioned, you uh, you guys faced off against a pack of Formosan dogs. Uh, now, those of you who are a little bit confused, what the heck does that mean? Uh, this is going to be released in the future. Uh, I've been very swamped at work, so I haven't had the chance to add it in. But I'm going to be updating our Fallout Asia supplement to include all of the different encounters, animals, robots, everything that they are encountering that is different and separate in the Fallout universe. So you guys can check that out over on CyberNationUncensored.com. Um, and yeah, uh, the other piece of information, very interesting, that we actually got to discuss over the uh, over the weekend is uh, taking a look at the uh, the the. Um, Goodness, what was it? Uh, taking a look at some stuff online, uh, we were able to uh, scrounge up, as you guys can see, these adorable little, uh, adorable little um, Fallout uh, Vault Boy and Vault Girl makers, and uh, I'm going to be linking that at the end of the day so you can make your own. Uh, so yeah, uh, there's our update. And we are going to be picking up at that point. Uh, now, I'm going to switch us over on our uh, roll 20, uh, over to our wonderful little uh, selection here for our survival. And uh, I know we can't really see it too much on, <laughs> on OBS right now, but uh, I'll be publishing this at a later point in time. Uh, I need everybody right now to please uh, move down your hunger your thirst, and your sleep. It is now midday, and our temperature is now going to hot. It is not extreme heat, but it is hot. As our day continues on, it's only going to be getting warmer until we finally get to sundown. So don't forget to update those, uh, those right there. Um, and the other mention was the, uh, the worry about our... Uh, our disease that Jian you got. Uh, this was the mistake that I actually made on our stream. So we need to add in some errata. Uh, for each event that occurs, you don't roll separately. It adds to the DV for the check. Um, and uh, Stink Palm was very gracious in letting me know about that over the course of the week. So uh, we still have the disease because uh, he had a pretty bad roll. Uh, but in the future, terrible. Multiple events together only lead to one check with an increased DB, not multiple checks. So we need to make sure that uh, that I keep that for the future. Uh, now, to jump on to what you guys see, uh, everybody, please give me a perception check. Perception survival? Ha! <laughs> right, yes! Roll 20, uh, sorry, it's Fallout 2d20, not Cyberpunk, uh, Perception, Survival, or Perception, Intelligence. I'll take either of those. Whichever one you have, higher. You mean Intelligence Survival. Oh my lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, special, Perception, right? SP. Yeah. So, Perception, in oh, sorry, Perception, Survival. Yeah, it would just be Perception, Survival. Stick with that. I keep forgetting the difference between the skills and stuff. My goodness, thank God I have a hardcore <laughs> copy of the Fallout rulebook. I'm going to open mine up so I stop messing this up. 
So let's pull that up real quick. So we have strength, perception, endurance, agility, intelligence, charisma, and luck. There's our skills. Okay. Got that open. Yeah, cool. Uh, so yeah, everybody uh, give me that roll. Uh, looks like we got a zero success from Val. Uh, we got a 14 and a 10. Uh, Sean got a 14 and a 17. Uh, Johnny Drop got one success. And Jianyu got zero success, 14, 17. Uh, luckily, no complications here, but we're really close. Minsky getting an 18. My stock starts malfunctioning a little bit. Uh, so we've got our group right now, and you can see on our map here, uh, they are at the halfway point, which is located right about here on the edge of Sunmoon Lake. Uh, they are working their way into the main town itself, the resort area pre-war, and they can see this smoke off in the distance, and they also saw a rippling in the water. Uh, previously, they thought, hey, maybe we can uh, we can take a water route into Sunmoon Lake, and uh, luckily they did not, because the water has its own ecosystem now uh, that none of them are quite exactly sure of. Uh, but this smoke off in the distance, you can see, is coming from one of the larger buildings that's kind of toppled over over the years. And uh, it seems as if the smoke is fresh. Somebody out there has either started a fire or is currently burning something. You guys have approximately three hours left to travel into uh, the resort. Three hours on the trails there. Uh, following this incredibly terrifying and windy road straight north. Uh, you have a couple of different options. You can try camping out for the rest of the day because of the heat, so you don't have to deal with any fatigue. Uh, you can try taking the water route, as some of you had thought about doing. Uh, or you can continue your way towards the Sunburn Lake. What would you guys like to do? Uh... We should probably, we could, we could probably keep walking, right? And towards that, continue on. If it gets too bad, we can always take a break. Yeah. No, we'll push on until it's getting overly sweaty and then we'll find some way to, <laughs> out of the way. Yeah. All right. Um, and uh, Camacho looks over you guys. Yeah, come on. Don't be, don't be late. We can, we can make it. So we've got an agreement now on uh, continuing to head out. So what I'm going to have Jianyu do to make sure that he doesn't take any of these smaller paths that go off the main road. Uh, Jianyu, go ahead and make me an intelligence and... What was it? Intelligence survival, survival. I think? Yeah, intelligence survival check. And uh, the uh, what I had mentioned to the players, go ahead and make your roll. Uh, what I mentioned to the players is that I have a fun little thing that I'm introducing, fun for me, terrifying for them, uh, is that not only do I have the absolutely beautiful dice set from Modifuse Games, I absolutely love these guys. We've got hit locations, all the, the hit dice, 2d20. I still want Rob's dice so we get that Kickstarter funded. 
Uh, but one of uh, the gifts that I had uh, from one of my friends who uh, has regrettably passed away is these wonderful sets of D4s that I've now included into the mix that are going to be helping us indicate difficulty checks. So our difficulty checks, if it's going to be random chance, will be figured out by the dice. Otherwise, I will be setting the difficulty checks manually. So, a little bit of extra variable for you guys. Uh, now this one, because there are quite a few winding paths and dirt roads heading off the main road in different directions, and the path is quite a bit windy, I'm going to make a roll right now on our 1d4. And you made the check. You got a success of a 6. Um, and it looks like that's only an 18. Yes. So, you did not receive a complication. The five of you continue on your path, six including Dynamo, the adorable, definitely not Beanie Baby Brahmin. Um, <laughs> you all continue on your way it's towards... It's not a Beanie Baby? Oh, I thought it was a Beanie no, he's Baby. Just, he's just like a plushie or whatever. Oh, okay. Gotta fill it up so. with the beans then. Uh, you all continue making your way, and uh, as you get closer and closer to the city, you can smell there's something off in the air. It's not quite so much that uh, there's anything putrid, but there's a, a chemically smell that you can uh, kind of sense lingering on the air as you're getting closer and closer to the city. Um, now, I'm actually going to be popping us up over to our city map here. So let's jump on over here. I'm going to drag our players over. And if you check the map area in the upper right-hand corner, you're going to see a map of Sunmoon Lake proper. This is the actual resort town. Let's see, is that showing up on our OBS? Yes, it is. Let's scooch over a little bit. There we go. Uh, so our players are coming up right here in this area. They're coming up off this main road here. And you all can see the actual town itself now, most of the buildings have been destroyed. Uh, they've been run down, not blown up, but they've just kind of toppled over the last few decades. Uh, back when they were made in the, uh, in the 2000s and the 1900s, uh, they weren't always made of the best materials, and Taiwan is an extremely tectonically active area. So the earthquakes have, of course, knocked over plenty of buildings, especially after knowing what happened in 921. There's a lot of destruction here. That's just nature. Now, as you're heading north towards this, uh, this area, you see a fork in the road. Uh, one path turns right, and one path heads north. It goes left, straight up into the mountains. Uh, do you guys continue off on the right-hand side and continue towards the main city? Or are you going to go into this small little village that's a little bit higher up to get a vantage point on the town? So, I, our objective was to get here. Why? What was the plan for when we got here? Does anybody remember? Or, or did, did we just the think, fight. like... To find out where that piece of metal might come from. All right, so we're looking for the guy in the metal. Because that's where he came. That's where he came from. The guy that melted in the blood ring. Mm -hmm. 
So I think we should go up to the village. Yeah. Because one, we might find somewhere to rest there before we go into the city proper. And two, we can scout. Yep. Do I have any familiarity with that uh, area up there? Uh, go ahead and uh, roll uh, again intelligence survival. Let's see if you remember that area at all. Alright, looks like we got a, another success. Uh, yeah, you know that area, and uh, Val, go ahead and roll me uh, survival intelligence as well. Because remember, this is the area that you grew up. So let's see if you know this this smaller area here. Survival. So when you ask us to roll something, it's just like two dice, right? Yeah. Like it's always... Okay. Unless we spend action points to buy something. Yeah, so it's right. just a, it's a DB1. I, I... Okay. Yeah, that's where I actually have to make things a little bit clearer on my end, so that's my bad, um, is that I should be letting you guys know the DBs ahead of time. Uh, that's something I kind of agree with in some of the uh, online discourse and philosophy is, should we tell them the difficulty value beforehand or no? Um, I'm of the mind that, yeah, I'll tell you the DBs. Uh, so it's just yeah. a DB1, um, and it looks like we got two fails on there. Uh, we got a 13 sure. and a 15. So uh, Val's never been up in this area, but uh, Jianyu, on the other hand, we got a 10 and a 16. Uh, Jianyu got one success, so yes, you've been up in that area. And you know in this uh, this upper area, it's similar to the other place that you had stopped before. There's a couple of houses, you know that there used to be a convenience store up there. Uh, there's also, uh, if you remember correctly, uh, there's also an old shop, like a knickknack shop, uh, that they used to have up in that area. All right. Um, well, I'll let them. I'll let the rest of the players know. Um, yeah, there's there, there's uh, you know convenience store up there, an old shop, I think, and um, a few houses. Um, so I mean, we could we could get up there. We could probably find at least a little bit of uh, uh, you know somewhere to rest if we wanted to, and we can see further into the city better. Oh, we can see better where the uh, smoke is coming from. Yeah, your guys' call. Yeah, yeah. I think that is the. Uh, yeah, I think pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Let's. We'll yeah. go up there and we'll go kick it around and you know we'll make a mess and then we'll leave. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, so yeah, the lot of you start heading up there, um, and I also mentioned to my players one of the things that I'm doing is I'm actually basing all of this off of real-world maps. Uh, I use a snazzy map generator, uh, and you can you guys can kind of see it on my screen here, uh, for those of you viewing on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, you can see that I've actually made my own filter, so it's a fully interactable map. Uh, but the one thing that I'm missing out on is what are the actual locations here. So give me one second. I'm going to pull up Google. 
Um, and based on what is actually in this location, I will roll for you guys, and uh, we can see if any of those settlements or any of those buildings are uh, still capable of being entered. Uh, now, as the lot of you turn left and start heading kind of uphill towards this uh, towards this little offshoot area, uh, what you start noticing is that uh, the winds right now are starting to pick up quite a bit. Uh, it's getting extremely windy, and since you guys are up in the mountains, uh, you can feel that the wind is just extra intense. It's kind of battering, uh, battering all of you around. And even your Brahmin seems to be having some issues uh, with going up the uh, up the incline. So what I'd like all of you to do right now is please give me a um, give me a survival athletics check. Survival athletics. Uh, or sorry, not survival athletics. That would be an agility or a endurance. Your choice. Agility or endurance. And give me athletics. Oh yeah, baby! Okay, our DB is a DB1, and it looks like we've got uh, one success from Minsky with a 4, and a 19. That's a complication right there. Uh, we've got a uh, double failure from Sean Dalton, an 18 and a 14. That's calculated my agility wrong, because my agility is now 10 after the level. Oh! Which would make a... Yeah, that would make your 14 correct. So yeah, uh, go ahead and try fixing that up for the moment, if you are able to. Um, Val, uh, looks like Val got a triple success here. He got a critical success with a 1, as well as a 4, so that means that you guys generate 2 AP. So I'm going to set aside a quick thing I need to remind you. When we get back to the main map, add in some AP counters. And, uh, John, you got a success with a 5 and a failure on a 17. Uh, so the failure that's going on here, Minsky, you've got a complication. And the complication is, is that as this wind is picking up, uh, your jets underneath your body start wavering a little bit. You start losing your control quite a bit. You're still able to keep along with the path, but you're starting to feel extremely shaky. Um... Luckily, you did not get a 20, otherwise it would have been full success, full failure. Uh, but you're feeling extremely shaky right now as you guys are going up this area. Now, the first thing that you all encounter is actually a, uh, a wonderful previous, uh, previously existing um, hotel. And you can see across the front of the hotel, it says, The Rainbow Container. And Rainbow Container is quite a literal interpretation of what this place is. The hotel is built up literally by old shipping containers that had been converted pre-D-Day, uh, 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 pre I guess, um, into hotel rooms. And so you can see that there are several of these shipping containers stacked right next to each other. There's a little food court in the middle, um, and the high winds are just whipping the dirt, debris, and dead leaves around quite a bit. Do you guys want That's to so stop cyberpunk. there? 
Yeah, I know. Dude, this place rules. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys want to stop there or continue going up the path? Uh, I think we should definitely. I mean, if it was a hotel, we should definitely might have get stuff. in there. And the courtyard might afford some uh, protection from the wind. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm. Is it is it meta to look at pictures of it? <laughs> um, I yes. can actually send you the location really quick. Hold on. Uh, this like is a. This place rules. Yeah, this is a real place. It's pretty neat. Uh, rainbow containers. Let me let me uh, drop you guys the the link. I'll even share it out on dis or on uh, uh, Twitch if anybody's interested, so you guys can grab the link from there. So this is this is the location, and it is called Rainbow Container. Uh, but yeah, so you guys see all of these different uh, shipping containers that are lined up. You've got this little courtyard space, and there's a main building. So there's a couple of different things that you can take a look at. What do you want to do? Uh, I definitely think that we should get in there and uh, try to scavenge anything that's left in there. If we head all the way to the top, we might be able to see out over to the... And Sean points in the direction of the town. Might be a good vantage point. Your call. What do you guys want well, to do? Yeah, we can. We can do both. Right. Mm -hmm. We can. Right. Uh, um, we could scavenge and then run up the hill to see if it's better, and then if not, we'll come back here and sleep in here. Sort of. Good idea. Okay, let's do that. All right, so you guys continue uh, continue going up that hill. Uh, you've you've uh, left the rainbow container area, and you're starting to head up that hill. And uh, what you see off on your right hand side is uh, what used to be a uh, family. Sorry, not family. It was a uh, family because the place here is called Family Mart. Uh, you see an old um, family shop uh, that's that's there, and it's a, it's an old convenience store that that used to be standing, and it's mostly destroyed at this point. It's toppled over from the uh, the earthquakes that you can definitely feel up in the mountains from time to time, uh, but it's still a little bit of space there. Um, and then further up the path, you see what used to be an old farm area uh, with a farmhouse, and you see the uh, the actual. Uh, trails start going steeper and steeper up into the air and at the end of the road you find an old campground just an open flat space the trees have been uh mostly cleared out in this area there's little areas where people used to be able to set up their tents um and the area itself seems to be empty of uh wildlife for the moment at least uh, there's no other people that you've encountered this area well that's good yeah. Um, so for those of you that want to try and make a perception check, uh, you can do so um, up at that uh, that homestay area up in the top the campground. Uh, you can try to make a check over on the town itself. And if any of you have a scoped weapon, uh, you can get an additional plus one on that from me. Um, and our DB to figure out exactly where it's coming from is, oh shit, it's going to be a DB3. So you guys can try to make a group check if you like. 
to, to figure out the direction that that what is coming from. The specific so, location where the smoke is rising from. Okay. So when when we were halfway up, was this was the smoke coming from the place that we were going, or was the smoke coming from a different place entirely? Uh, the smoke is coming from the actual resort area. The area that you're in right now is just a little campgrounds that's off the main resort. Okay, got it. Yes, let's all... <laughs> let's all got... go to the top of this mountain and hold hands and look out <laughs> as a group for our group check. Well, you've got you've got um, two AP, you've also got one minus two in chat from Vampire Bites. So one so, of us has to lead this group check. Yeah. Um, who's? It's going to be perception survival. Mm-hmm. So um, I have a ten, but it's not tagged. I think that's going to be Val. You put a uh, sorry. Put a, Ask me to do it again. What am I doing? That's going to be you, probably, isn't it? Your perception's high. Uh, my perception is a seven. Uh, Minsky, uh, you want to share your special ability? Yeah, so I have a trait uh, that reduces the difficulty of perception checks that rely on sight or smell by one. Oh. Yeah, so if he leads off, um, it'll bring down the DB from a three to a two. That sounds good to me. Yeah. So, Minsky, you want to go ahead and lead the role for us, and uh, we can have somebody do a support. Whoever's got the highest. Oh boy! Um, do you want to use a? Uh, oh. Uh, you could use the minus two from chat uh, to bring you down to one success. Do you want to do so? I don't see why not. All I right. Do that. Should I? Should I spend one of the AP to? Roll two dice. Oh, can you do that when you help? Nope. Yeah. Not as the helper. All Only right, the main so, person can spend AP. Yes, yeah, so we've got one <laughs> one successful test. Thank you very much to Vampire Bites. Um, and uh, yeah, Val, if you're going to be assisting, go ahead and roll one d twenty. It has to be under your target number. What is your target number? Oh, so it's not it's not a perception survival check. It's just a d twenty. For assisting, uh, what it is is that you roll one d twenty, and it has to be under the target number. Period. So, do you know what your target number is? Uh, for perception survival, mm-hmm. just add the two numbers. I together. thought uh, I thought assisting just gave him an extra success when he succeeded. And I roll one. No, it, it allows the other uh, the people assisting to roll one dice to help. Uh, but the person who leads it has to get some success, uh, or the or he can't. Uh, let me uh, double check. And I heard a damn and an uh, so hold up one second. <laughs> right. Uh, you, you I just don't said see lock. shit. <laughs> I don't see shit, guys. What's going on? Um, alright. Um, so group test, complication ranges, assistance. Alright, page number 16! Uh, difficult tasks are often completed through teamwork. When someone uh, else is attempting a test, you can assist them if your GM allows it. Describe how you are helping and decide with the GM which attribute skill combination you're using. 
Then roll 1d20 and add any success you generate to theirs, providing they score at least one success. So yeah, it's just 1d20 and you gotta beat that target number. Well, I did not. Um, alright, so, uh, no success. Uh, now, you have a chance right here. Uh, if you recall, we were talking about this on the Discord. You can use a point of luck to re-roll that dice. Do you want to spend a point of luck? Yeah, because I feel like it's important that we know where we're going. Okay. Go ahead and re-roll. I'm gonna do it again. Perception. Perception survival, 1d12. Dice, one dice. Yep. Non-attack skill. Yep. Big money, no whammies. <laughs> uh, you did even worse. All right, so the first one was a 13, next one's an 18. Uh, so it seems that as Val kind of comes up and, and starts looking up there with Minsky, uh, Minsky's unsteady uh, jets on the bottom of his, uh, his, uh, his chassis uh, seems to mean that he keeps running into Val as Val's like trying to help. It's like, stop, <laughs> Minsky, stop! I, I can't control myself. Whack, whack. Um, as these Minsky, high winds whipping around. <laughs> um, so yeah, you guys, uh, you guys try doing that that task. You can definitely see that there is smoke rising up from the city itself. So that is one hundred percent for sure but you do not know exactly where. It seems like the high winds are kind of blowing the smoke around the, uh, the main resort area itself, so you're not totally sure. Um, now, you guys have uh, two different choices that you can make, or three different choices you can make. Uh, there's a homestay at the very, very top of this, uh, of this hill, and that homestay is partially collapsed. It's only got one floor left of the three floors that were there before. Um, and then you have the Rainbow Container uh, Hotel Motel area at the bottom. Uh, if you want, you can try scavenging or staying in either of those locations, or you can even check out the uh, family shop down at the bottom of the hill. When you say family shop, do you do you mean like a like a convenience store? Is that what That's you mean? A, like it's a, a partially area? collapsed convenience store, yep. Okay. Right. Well, right. we we should probably go up to the homestay. We should probably sleep in the homestay. It's the highest point. It's gonna be the easily defensible. But I would like to hit that little family shop. Maybe a little couple more sugar bombs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then Bell kind of like trails off, and as he like kind of walks away, and he realizes that he's just thinking about sugar bombs. <laughs> For any of our listeners, not viewers, any of our listeners right now, <laughs> uh, go ahead and describe what your eye stocks are like. Go, go for it, Minsky. Yeah, just uh, trying to get a view, and the strong winds are just whipping them around. They look like a, the wacky inflatable tube man, just up and down. <laughs> Probably, probably smacked Val once or twice. It's perfect. I love it. Um, and yeah, actually, uh, I want to point out really quick, uh, some of you who are listening may notice that I'm trying to read out stuff a little bit more. Uh, I actually got a request from uh, one of our wonderful team members uh, over at CyberNation Uncensored. Uh, Crosswire is the one who makes all of the absolutely 
beautiful art uh, that Rob frequently uses. He's also been wonderful at helping me out with making some adverts and stuff. So uh, he has actually requested, since frequently uh, he is up on uh, up on the uh, uh, what should we call it? Up on uh, podcasting catchers. Uh, he is frequently taking in all of the information, all of the uh, sessions. Verbally, he does not get to see, so he has requested that the dice rolls be read out and uh, any other stuff like that. So, I'm trying to do that for him, make sure everything's kosher on his end. Um, and for anybody else who is uh, listening in, tuning in, uh, I hope you guys are enjoying. I hope it helps out a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I, oh, go ahead. My my favorite part of Fallout is is like listening to the radio while you're like knee deep in radiation searching through like an old box to get a, a bag of potato chips so i imagine like there is somebody out there right now listening to this on their pit boy trying to like get through trying to not die <laughs> and they're like oh I, I love this show i love this show i can't believe it came out a hundred years ago <laughs> they, were, they were ahead of their time man well hello future hopefully not us Cheers. Uh, but yeah, Vampire so... Uh, gave us another minus two. Oh, oh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, thank you very much, Vampire Bites. Um, thank you, bit of a lurker, but I try my best to spend the points I earn. Well, uh, Violet, uh, feel free to spend as many points as you got. Uh, you can always check out the channel points on there. Minus twos, plus twos if you want to screw with the players. Uh, critical injuries, pointless events, and uh, my favorite, the uh, negative positive plot twists. Um, I recently used a positive plot twist with uh, Rob's Monthly because they uh, they needed one. Uh, but yeah, you guys can feel free to use those points as much as you want. Uh, now, you guys are up at the top. Uh, you were discussing that do you want to stay in the homestay or just check out the homestay? What do you want to do? I, I think we should scavenge the rainbow place and stay in the homestay. Scavenge the rainbow place and the quick, and the quick stop the family store. And uh, then stay in the homeless. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, well, so uh, do you guys just want to go in right now, or do you want to go down to your scavenging first? It's up to you. Let's see if we can uh, sneak on into the rainbow uh, place. Rainbow container first? Yeah. All right, so uh, you guys head back down the trail, this wind whipping around. Minsky's still kind of bumping into uh, Val as his eye stalks are going like the uh, like the inflatable tube men. Uh, so Val, you're still get, getting whacked a little bit. Uh, but you guys get back down the uh, bottom of that hill and the rainbow container area. What you see is that there are uh, one, two, three, four, five. There are five of these uh, these old shipping containers with closed doors uh, that are extremely weather-beaten. They definitely look like they've been taking a beating from natural occurrences. Uh, but because they are just simply shipping containers, they've been immune to the, uh, the earthquakes and any of the crazier natural occurrences. Uh, so what do you guys want to do? Well, each one was like a hotel room, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's like a little hotel area. Um, so I guess, you know, go through, we should probably try to very quietly go through and, and, and uh, see if there's anything left. 
also try to not get into a fight. Even if there is something that wants to fight us, we should probably avoid that. Making would be preferable. Yeah, let's do that. Can do that. Do we want to leave somebody kind of standing guard or something while we're doing this out in the court? Uh, I assume they all open to the courtyard. Uh, yeah. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe have somebody out in the courtyard, because uh, we're not all gonna fit in one of those things hunting around all at once. And and someone needs to stay with Dynamo. So yes, I I think that should be you. Actually, you and Minsky should probably stay there. Um, and Sean Camacho and uh, Val would probably be best suited to to uh, sneak sneak and scavenge, even though. Uh, Minsky has a great track record of finding berries, where I have a great track record of finding literally nothing. You <laughs> <Just laughs> like, can I, can I have a berry? Well, um... Yeah, alright, I, I can scavenge out in the, the courtyard area and kind of the outer areas outside. Give us a signal if, if something goes wrong. Uh, the signal is, uh... Yeah, that's that was good. That was just, uh, make a bird, do a bird. Caw caw! <laughs> right. Doctor, you do a great bird. <laughs> uh, it sounds good to me. Um, what you guys are experiencing, as I mentioned, is the high winds. And if anybody uses the uh, the fallout uh, uh, generators that I put together over on perchance.org, uh, you would see that for high winds, what happens is, is that the strong winds are whipping across the area. All outdoor agility checks and ranged attacks have a plus one difficulty. Now, each of you need to make an agility sneak check. Normally it would be a one, it is now a two. So if you want to be sneaky, you've got to get a DB two to pass. Pretty sneaky. Pretty sneaky. Sean Dalton got a one? How is that possible? You should be the sneakiest. Well, I mean, by the numbers, I am, but... Oh, good point. Yeah, 13. Good point. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, Sean got a uh, one success with a seven, one failure with a 17. Uh, Val got two successes, a four and a nine. And uh, who else is going in? We've got five buildings. Who else is going in? Uh, Camacho. Oh. Camacho? Uh, did you want us to make a sneak outside also, or not? Uh, so this is this is the outdoor one. So yeah, go ahead and make your sneak. It's going to be DB2. And I'm going to roll for Camacho. It's going to be agility. Sneak. Number of dice to submit. Tag skill. Is it not a tag skill? I didn't think so. Camacho doesn't seem like the sneaky, sneaky, sneaky folks. Uh, so <laughs> Camacho got zero successes and a 19 and a 15. Uh, we've got one success from Minsky with a two and a seven. 
one success from uh, Jianyu with a 2 and a 14. Uh, now, the only person here who seems to be adequately sneaky enough is Val. Val, you kind of, like, disappear in with the mm-hmm. the, uh, the wind and the dirt and the debris getting thrown around in this little courtyard. It's going in kind of a vertex shape. Uh, everybody else, you're just like... <laughs> with the wind blowing in your face. Um, and Minsky, of course, just looks like a two-man. Uh, so, so, for the lot of you, not super sneaky, but we've got uh, Val with two successes there, who is quite sneaky. Uh, now, Val, because you succeeded in that sneak check, you will be able to enter the first uh, the first little area. You kind of sneak straight in. Um, and uh, we've got five cargo containers there. Uh, do you want to enter? Yeah, I would love that. Uh, I'm going to roll a d5. I go into container number five. All right. Give me one second. I got to pull up. Uh, there we go. Cool. Oh, wait. No, that's large. Give me one second. Medical clinic. Trying to get through all of these for our locations. And it keeps giving me industrial factories, and I don't know why. Come on! Alright, looks like we've got our... There we go. Okay, uh, so you uh, you sneak your, your way into there, and uh, I heard you made the roll, so you pick container number five. So you go to the one on the right, and uh, if you're still looking at the Google Maps, uh, that would be the... Uh, which one was it? That would be that bright yellow one. Uh, so you go into this bright yellow one, um, and uh, you go in. The, uh, the paint, because it's yellow, doesn't seem to have completely corroded and faded off, and you make your way into the, uh, the small little... Uh, a small little, uh, well, cargo container. Uh, go ahead and roll me. Um, you can either choose perception survival, or you can choose intelligence survival to scavenge the area. If you're doing, they're the. Uh... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, they're the same. No, so I was just going to say that they're the same for me. Okay. Um, so for a perception survival, it's just for random general loot. If you're trying to use intelligence survival, what you're trying to look for are, uh, more specifically, you're looking for things along the lines of, like, electronics or weapons, um, if there's a chance for those. Uh, otherwise, uh, perception survival is just general things that you can use. Uh, then he will look for, um, intelligence stuff. Um, okay. Because I think Val is interested in, uh, the upkeep and modification of a lot of the weapons that we're going to be doing. Um, he's always trying to trying to figure out how to make how to make, make that barrel smoother, how to how to <laughs> how to put a wire in it that, that makes sense and isn't just hot gluing it on there like a steampunk cosplayer. <laughs> All right, so intelligence survival and your uh, your DV for this location is going to be a uh, DV one. Oh, yeah, baby! Oh, no! You got it. You got a 6 and a critical failure at a 20. Oh, no! Uh, Now, you can burn a luck to re-roll that 20, um, or you can accept either a hazard, obstacle, or enemy. 
Can't hear you, you're muted. Oh, also, I, the, or enemy. Uh, no, 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 no. Either you okay. re-roll that 20, or I roll for a hazard obstacle or enemy. Shit. I don't have that many luck points, but now seems like the time. Uh, so I'm going to re-roll that. Alright. I'm, I'm, I'm already down to 2. Hopefully it's not 19 or 20. So re-roll your 1d20. Okay, intelligence... Survival, cross my toes, cross my legs, cross my fingers, one dice. Not attack skill. Oh. Alright, it is a failure, no, but it's not 12. Alright, cool. So no complications. So you go inside, um, and you're using your intelligence. You're trying to find something that's actively, uh, actively useful, either uh, weapons or armor, ammunition, electronics. Um, and you do discover that inside of the area, uh, there is... Uh, there is some armor and so you have one success and so inside that area what you discover is that there is actually some robot armor uh, it seems as if at one point in time one of the uh, one of the uh, areas had been used by somebody uh, coming with a robot they took this piece off what you discover is that there is a voltaic frame for the optics for a robot Okay, Voltaic. Voltaic, V-O-L-T-A-I-C. For robot optics. Uh, what do you think that weighs? Uh, uh, 400 grams. I have no idea. <laughs> Give me a second, I'll tell you. Yeah, let me go. Now, you guys are going to do something, and I'm going to do something that is definitely not Google Voltaic. I know what that word means. Oh, those things are awesome. Yeah, Voltaic is uh, a set of armor plates fitted with additional conduits and capacitors to bolster the effectiveness of energy weapons. So if you oh. installed it on a robot that has energy weapons, uh, it would give them an additional one's uh, combat dice damage. Uh, as for the weight, there is literally nothing on here, so I'm going to tell you that it weighs approximately uh, five pounds. Let's say two and a half kilos. Or sorry, one and a half kilos. Five pounds. No, would that be two and a half? Dude, I live but, in America. I, we don't. We don't uh, uh, kilograms, 2.2 pounds. Yeah. So that would be 2, two point something kilos. So put down 2 kilos. It weighs 2 kilos, 2 kg, or 5 pounds. Okay. Yeah, good enough she for me. works in pounds. Okay, I didn't. I did not know. Um, okay, so it works with pounds. Cool. Uh, so yeah, you find a voltaic uh, voltaic frame for a uh, an eye stock is wiggly, wonderful eye stocks. Um, now, because this is being used for a uh, visual mod on it, uh, it's something that Minsky might actually be able to install with a little bit of tinkering. Because as you might yeah, remember, Artek is very different from Rob Cook's robots. Or sorry, uh, General Tom. I really robots. have to... I'll be right back, I'm sorry. No worries. Um, so you sneak your way in there, uh, and what's happening is we are going to have our uh, next player uh, rolling in on there. So let's see 
We had uh, Minsky got a two, Jianyu got a two, and uh, Sean got a seven. Uh, so let's see who did better. So Minsky, uh, you see, you see Val kind of veer off and go into one of those containers. Are you going in searching any of them as well, or no? Yeah, I might as well take a look at one. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll me a uh, survival... Or, sorry, um... <sighs> intelligence survival or a perception survival. DV1. And if you use perception, uh, you will be able to bring it down to a DV0 because of your, uh, your trait. Let me pull it up. Go with intelligence. Okay. Nice. All right, we got two successes, so you generate one AP. So now we have three AP. There we go. Um, and that also means that you will be able to get two rolls on our uh, our table. Uh, so uh, you said intelligence. And uh, what you what you are looking for is you're looking again for something a little bit more sophisticated. Uh, and what you discover is that there is ammunition inside of a box that's kind of chilling out on the inside of the door. Uh, looks like somebody had uh, dropped uh, a little box of ammo that contains a grand total of uh, five ten millimeter rounds. Now, do you want to continue searching for ammo, or do you want to try a different category? Uh, try a different category. Okay. All right. Um, you also see that it looks like somebody may have gotten into a scuffle inside of this building. Uh, not only is there some ammunition that was dropped on the ground, a little box of bullets, uh, but you also see that a melee weapon got dropped as well. Uh, and that melee weapon looks to be a walking cane. So there is a walking cane that's sitting down on the ground. So maybe it was an older person that was in there um, and they got ambushed. We're not exactly sure, but you can see that there was definitely a scuffle in here at one point. Um, now, I've already discussed this quite a bit with uh, Stink Palm. Uh, if you want, you have a choice. You can spend uh, uh, you can spend one luck point to get the next level up of rarity. Do you want to try and re-roll for a rarity one uh, melee weapon, or no? Uh, No, I think I'll save my luck for something else. All right. Uh, cool. So you find the box of bullets in there, and you find the walking key. Uh, now, the next person who starts making their way in was uh, Jianyu. Uh, so, Jianyu, are you going into this area to, to uh, scavenge or no? I'm not going to go into the containers. I'm going to see if I can scavenge something kind of in the courtyard area and, like, the kind of outside area so I can stay out there with Dynamo. 
Alright, so for the outside area, you don't really see anything to scavenge scavenge, but you know that you'd be able to try and forage something from the plants that have grown through the cracks in the cement. You want to try and forage? Yeah, that... Yeah, that'll work. Uh, we're gonna need food. Yep. Uh, so, for forage, what I'm gonna need you to do is please... One second. Find it on here. Uh, for foraging, please give me a... Perception plus survival, and your DB is a one. Right. Two successes. All right, so that's a one nine AP. and a three. So you guys now have four AP. You guys are stacking it up. Good job. Um, and uh, let's see. So your survival level is a three. So what you discover as you're going through this is you actually see. Uh, three, uh, three little, um, what are those called? Stalks. Three little stalks, uh, with rad rice growing. Rad rice, nice. Yeah. Alright. So you've got three rad rice, and the second one that you find is you find another, and it's haunting you, another tato bush. Three tatoes are blowing in the wind. <laughs> Staring at, hoping to infest your tummy. <laughs> three tatas and uh, three rad rice. Yep. All right. Ah, oh, those damn tatas. But they're food. They are food. And uh, just a reminder, folks, for everybody over in chat, I am keeping my eye on chat. As uh, Rob just said, hey, y'all, thanks for joining us. I hope all of you are enjoying yourselves. Uh... I'm super excited to be back into the Fallout uh, Fallout game, so uh, I hope all of you are enjoying this as well. It's quite an interesting system, absolutely love it. Uh, but yeah, so you find three Tatoes and three Rad Rice. Nice. Um, and the last person to, uh, to start sneaking their way in, other than Camacho, we of course have Sean. Uh, Sean, you go into the, uh, the reason it took so long is you went and you just kind of straight shot all the way through the courtyard and went for that back little area. So you're going into that pink cargo container all the way in the back. Mm -hmm. Um, so are you going inside? Do you want to scavenge? Uh, I do indeed, yeah. All right. You can make intelligence survival or perception survival. Which one would you prefer? Uh... Intelligence, because my perception and my intelligence are the same, so I'm gonna average perception. All right. All right, we got one success with a four, and uh, one failure with a sixteen. No criticals. That's a win. Um, all right, so we've got a uh, one success on there. And let's see, let's pull that generator back up. Uh, while you are looking around inside of this cargo container, uh, you discover what looks to be a, uh, a piece of armor that's been, uh, that's been laid out very lovingly, very carefully on, uh, on one of the beds. And so uh, what you actually discover is that it is dog armor, light dog armor that somebody had laid out for their dog and never got a chance to put on. Yep. How much that way? 
Yes. <laughs> Hold on. I keep forgetting about weights. Uh, dog armor. Do, 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 do. One pound. Dog armor. Yep, weight one pound. Light dog. Cost ten caps. So that actually brings up a question. Um, they have dog armor in here. Could I get Brahmin armor? No. You could no. try making some. I guess. I, I mean, sure, we can handle that later. Uh, but I, I'm not going to try and deal with that in the middle of the stream. Uh, if if you if. Oh, no, no, I, I, not asking for it. I just Chester didn't release that DLC. The yeah. Brahmin armor DLC. Yeah. yeah, like the dog or like the the horse armor, right? Pay ten dollars to dress up your Brahmin. Yeah. <laughs> I I promise them that there's no shit talking coming from me. I swear. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll actually I'll add that into the generator, and we'll use the same stats. Uh, we'll just uh, uh, increase the weights. Um, and I can add that into the generator. Yeah, it's so. like ten times as much or something. Yeah. Um, so go ahead and actually message me that on Discord. Otherwise, I will totally forget. Yeah. Um, Alright, so yeah, you find some dog armor lovingly laid out. Um, now, Camacho goes in. And Camacho... Um, let's see. What is her stats? This up. Let's make a roll. I don't get a roll very often on here, so I'm taking every opportunity I can. Uh, let's see. She's going to... Her intelligence is actually higher than her perception, so intelligence and survival. Submit. Number of dice, two. And yes, survival is a tag skill. So let's see. What does she net? Oh, damn! You, you guys are welcome. Oh, damn. Do I get the AP, or do you guys get the AP? Because I made the roll. Double crit. <laughs> I, when NPCs make rolls like that, you know, if they're allies, we get the AP. <sighs> Alright, so for those of you who are listening and not watching, I got a double crit, as Mark just mentioned. Uh, I got a 2 and a 3, so double crit, and one of them is a tag skill. So that is 1, 2, 3, 4 more AP. Uh, you guys are maxed out now, because I believe max AP is 6, right? Yep. Alright, so you guys are maxed out at AP at this point. And we have one extra in there, right? Because it was a difficulty 1? Uh, so she, because she got uh, she got uh, a, a double crit on this, uh, she, gets, she would have 4 items instead of 1. Ah, uh, alright, cool. Yeah. Uh, Logar is looking very confused. I just double crit on Camacho's sheet. I, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Best. So, y'all, y'all. Um, I'm going to uh, give, give this, this information out to you guys. Uh, so she did intelligence. Uh, what did she find? She found some ammo. Uh, so let's see. Uh, she found two 308 rounds. So I'm going to type this out and I'm going to put it in on sh on our Discord chat. Uh, so, Fallout, Camacho's Loot. So she got 2x.308 rounds. Alright, um, she's gonna try and continue scrounging around for some more ammo. Uh, so, let's roll that again. Uh, she finds 738 rounds. 
and then she's going to continue searching around, um, and she looks for some armor. Uh, she finds, uh, holy crap, she finds something that reminds her of the old days, uh, that was hanging up on the inside of one of the doors, uh, right next to all of that, uh, all of that ammunition. Uh, she finds some bunker security armor, uh, which is equivalent to, uh, vault security armor. And uh, she continues uh, searching. Let's see if she can find a different other category. Uh, she finds oddities and valuables. So this is actually my favorite category. Uh, if any of you are interested in going to the uh, the generators, the Wasteland Generator or Fallout Asia Wasteland Generator, um, the oddities and valuables could be anything from an unlocked chest filled to the brim with cash uh, to a uh, suitcase that is filled to the brim with ammunition. Uh, you can find safes. You can find a tons of ton of other wonderful little things. And what she discovers in there is a hollow tape player still functional. Nice. Mm. That'll come in handy. Yeah, Val loves that shit. I mean, because none of us have a pit boy or anything, so yeah. So Camacho uh, really struck out on here. Well, she, she hit a home run. Yeah. Oh, yeah, home run. Sorry, not struck out. So she hit a home run. <laughs> um, as she's searching through, it seems as if she got quite a bit of that wonderful, wonderful loot. Um, and it says, uh, hey, all, thanks for joining us. We're giving away a free copy of the Tildy 2D20 rulebook. Yes, thank you for the reminder. Uh, it's going to be at the end of the session. Um, so, yeah, uh, there is one, one two, three, four. There is one more container left unopened. Uh, and uh, would anybody be interested in going in and trying to scavenge in that container? Yeah. Um, Alright. I'm, I'm down. Unless yeah. somebody else wants to go. Well, people rock, paper, scissors, you know, whatever. Let's numbers. Let's make this culturally relevant, actually, as well. Uh, it's called Paper, Scissors, Stone here in Taiwan. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. That threw me off really hardcore. Uh, but yeah, it's Paper, Scissors, Stone. And when you do it, you literally say, Paper, Scissors, Stone! And then you then you throw. There's no one, two, that's three on the hands. Yeah. Ah, that's, I, I love that. But it's the same rules? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so doing it by the numbers, yeah, it would be Sean. From his container and tap Gianni on the shoulder and point to the remaining container. Your turn. If you're going to be out here with a dynamo, I'll take a look. Oh, I mean, as long as she doesn't shit on my shoes, I think we'll be fine. Doesn't usually. And if she does, collect it for me, please. Anybody want to drop a random, uh, something random and pointless happens? Uh, we could uh, cover his shoes and shit. Somebody wants to drop that in chat. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have said anything. All right. Um, Other Sam man redeemed something pointless and random. <laughs> 
as you are standing there, Sean, you hear <laughs> as the Brahmin unloads on your leg and shoot. Yep, there it is. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the second I say it, I'm sure she's just like <laughs> all over. Yep. Shoot, shoot a glance in the Brahmin's direction. Just stare at the Brahmin, just slowly pull out your 10 millimeter. <laughs> my, my, yeah, my hand is like resting on the bow. Or on, like, I, like, reach. Because I've got it on a shelf step, and I'm like. I think, I think Val, like, puts his hand on Sean's shoulder, just like, she's carrying the load. I haven't had Brahmin steak in a very long time. The sun's going down. The sun is going down. And uh, I mentioned it in chat, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, drink. <laughs> Alright, there we go. So, uh, Sean, don't talk to the left head like that. You talk to the right head, then she's cool, left one doesn't like it. Can't you see that look in her eyes? <laughs> you spend far too much time with that animal. Yes. Alright. Uh, uh, Gianni, you can choose Intelligence Survival or Perception Survival. Alright, I'm gonna go Intelligence Survival, and I'm gonna roll an extra dice, because, well, we're full on AP, so I might as well, like, right. burn one. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and remove one of those AP, bring it down to five, and then go ahead and make the roll. Alright, looks like we got oh, two like successes. The are on the DM's layer. Oh, they are in DM layer. I am sorry about that. That is very annoying. I will delete that myself. All right. Um. So we are. Uh, we've got a four, a nine, and a nineteen. So, do you want to spend a luck and re-roll that, or do you want to possibly handle a, uh, a hazard? There's a, I'm there's a, minus, that. There's a minus two from Vampire Fighting there somewhere. Oh yeah, you could try using the minus two. It's up to you. No, I'm gonna use. I'll burn a luck. Okay. I have luck to use, Saving and we can save the minus two. And uh, for the uh, other Sandman, uh, just, just Sand, I'm going to uh, <coughs> refund you your wonderful uh, something pointless and random happened, because that's exactly what yeah. I wanted to happen, so thank you. Um, let's refund it back to you. Enjoy your points. Save it for later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got another success with a five. All nice. right. Uh, cool. So yeah, you got triple success right now. Um, let's see. Uh, survival was a three, so no critical successes, but you got triple success. And uh, you replace that one lost AP. Um, all right. So we've got three successes, uh, and you're using intelligence. You're trying to look for. Uh, you're trying to look for ammo, armor, uh, chems, or weapons, anything along those lines. Um, <clears throat> so what you actually discover is that as you open up the door there, um, it's actually not the sleeping quarters, but this itself seems to be a commons area, and right next to you as you open it up is a vending machine. Nice. And so that vending machine, uh, you give it, you give it a swift whack on the side, um, and let's see what rolls on out. Uh, you have two bottles of kind of damaged but uh, uh, sealed 
that still would be considered dirty because it's irradiated, but too dirty water. Nice. Definitely need the water. So that's one of your three. Do you want to give it another whack, or do you want to try searching for something else? I'll search for something else. All right. So you continue searching around, and uh, you actually discover that in this area, somebody had left behind a backpack. There seems to be some clothing kind of sticking out of one of the uh, one of the flaps, and uh, you see that there is a sack hood kind of sticking out from one of the flaps. All right. Cool. I'll snag that up. Do you want to use a luck point to increase the priority, or no? Actually. Let's see, it's clothing. What is that? Like a uh, it's rarity, rarity zero. zero or something? Yeah. yeah, let's burn a luck on that. All right, so that's a good thing to burn. One luck on. point of luck, uh, and uh, you definitely, you definitely improve that luck. You realize that as you pull it, it's not a sack hood; it's the lining from the inside of an ROC army helmet. And as you pull it out, there's actually a helmet attached to it. Nice army helmet. Yep. Very nice. Alright. And emblazoned on the front, worn down, it says ROC. So this is definitely pre-90s, because Taiwan uh, had declared independence at that point. So this is a very old helmet. Over a hundred years old. Nice. I'm going to walk out with that and um, walk right up to Sean and say, Here, turnabout's fair play. I mean... Dynamo shit on your feet, on your uh, feet, and you gave me the uh, hard hat. It was a hard hat, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there you go, Sean. He's giving you the army helmet. Uh, do you want to continue searching for uh, clothing armor, or do you want to uh, look for something else? You got your third item. Clothing armor seems good to me. Okay, so stick with like, not dying is a high priority. All right. Oh, uh, you actually should have saved that gift for uh, for Sean. As you go back in, you see that underneath that army helmet, the reason that that had been placed on top was to protect the contents underneath. You see a full set of formal clothing. Ooh. Still. Now it's just the formal clothing, not the uh, not the uh, fancy hat, too. No, just formal clothing. Ooh, damn. All right, I'll I'll kind of pull that out, walk out, you know, into the courtyard. Check this out. Blowing in the wind. <laughs> Blowing in the wind. Dapper. Uh, but yes. Right, uh, next time I go uh, uh, on a date, I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get suited up. <laughs> I would love to see you in formal clothing. Uh, so for those of you who might be a little bit confused, formal clothing uh, covers arms, legs, torso. It has zero damage resistance, but it is actually a rarity too because it costs 30 caps for the set. And this is pre-war formal clothing. It's still in pretty good condition. And it lets you uh, re-roll a charisma, a single d20 on a charisma check once a scene. Yep. Right, so formal clothing is pretty sweet. 
Um, Alright, so yeah, you guys have uh, scavenged this area. You found some food out in the little courtyard. Um, is there anything else you want to do here, or do you want to start heading back up the hill? Uh, do we, do we need to collect the, the poo? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna collect the poo. Um, I, I make bombs out of this shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 deep, deep, do your thing. So yeah, mutant yeah, cowie. My... Yeah, mutant cow carry heavy loads. They produce two things: milk and fertilizer. So they produce two combat dice of fertilizer. So go ahead and roll two combat dice for me, or roll one combat, combat dice. Because fertilizer right, is one actually one combat. Yeah, one combat dice because it produces two. Or you can roll both right now. I don't care. It's up to you. If you want to roll both, then no, this is the roll. one poop for the day. I'll go for that. I mean, we might as well dump it all on Sean's shoes. Yeah. A whole day's yeah, worth of Brahmin shit. Oh, and I couldn't get enough. It's stuck to your shoes. It's liquid. It's There's no solid usable <laughs> fertilizer. It's just liquid. <laughs> In the wind. Uh, so yeah, uh, you try <laughs> scraping either. some off liquids. Not 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 uh not too, not too lucky for that one. Not too fortunate. And yes, oh hello, stiletto assassin. Great to have you in. And uh, vampire bites. You are correct. Everybody drink. Ah, time for another sip. Another sippy. Uh, so yeah, uh, calamity is. Uh, oh, calamity will not be in tomorrow's game. Um, Raven is out for the weekend, Vampire, so she will not be joining us. She'll be back with us, though, uh, when we return from all of our holiday breaks. Yeah, I know. Sad panda over here, too. I was like, no! No! You're missing Vegas! <laughs> Literally 50% of the reason we're going to Vegas, and she's not going to be there. We're and I'm in, just like, ah! We're in Vegas <laughs> tomorrow, and I have... I have the 20,000 channel points saved up. Ah. Oh. Wow. All right. Somebody is preparing and getting ready for that. Smart man. Smart man. Uh, I, but yeah. I, will, I refuse oh. to use that on me. I never use my points on me. I don't know if I'm going to do my odds that way, but I will use it on someone else. <laughs> so you all better be nice to me tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, you guys have uh, have pretty much opened up all the doors here, and the, the door is just kind of slamming on the sides of the containers now. The wind, dust is getting thrown up in the air, and you guys are back out in this heavy wind area. Uh, do you want to continue searching in this area, or do you want to start heading back? What's your guys' call? I think I think we can head up there and... and uh... Camp up for the night, probably. Okay. Yeah, good idea. Let's give the place the ones over and then bunker down. Alright, so as you guys are heading back, um, oh, was somebody going to say something? Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Sean, why don't you uh, bring up the rear? Uh, we will all go walk ahead of you upwind. <laughs> <laughs> Feel the love. Scout it out. <laughs> All 
right. So uh, as you guys are, are heading back up, uh, so uh, what what was on the side of the road? I uh, just rolled for it. It's a quick stop, and so uh, the quick stop itself is uh, is mostly searched. It's partially collapsed. Uh, making any checks inside this building is going to be at least a DV two, um, and it's a little bit dangerous to be uh, to be poking around in there because of the collapsed nature. So there may be a hazard if you guys try to go for it. I think Val still needs to check. Okay. I think Val has to think about junk food. All right. <laughs> Um, go ahead, and uh, as you guys are walking up, you can see this building there. It's getting wind blasted right now. There's dirt and everything flying around. Uh, you can choose uh, if you want to look for food. Food would be a perception check, so you can either do perception survival or intelligence survival. You're bad. Um, I'm perception survival, because he wants to find snacks. Uh, and I. How much AP do we have? Do we still have six? Yep, you guys are full. We're full? Alright, well I might as well use one. Okay. Rob, flip a coin, drop the plot twist on Vegas tomorrow. Heads positive, tails negative. Oh god. I, your guys is cold. It's whatever you want to do. Alright, so we got three dice rolled. We got a 10, a 12, and a 1 critical success. Uh, is survival attack skill or no? No. All right. Yep, that's one. yep. So that's going to be one AP back. So you guys are back full, uh, and you've got uh, two different chances here, uh, and you're doing an intelligence survival. Uh, so oh, I, um, did I did perception. Oh, perception. perception. Got it. All right. Uh, so you discover in there. Let's roll for this. Uh, you find food. So the first item that you find food-wise is a uh, a still somewhat preserved box of Blamco brand mac and cheese. And do you want to continue searching for food or look for something else? Uh, still food. Okay. Uh, you find uh, a a bag of raw. Uncooked instant noodles. They'll require boiling water to make full. Can I eat them as chips? You totally can eat them dry, yes. Uh, inside of the Fallout Asia supplement, I have actually made two different stats for it. One is for uncooked, one is for cooked. And so if you Excellent. eat it uncooked, uh, let me pull that up real quick. Homebrew, then we've got our Fallout Asia update number two. Let's pull up our equipment, page number five. Instant noodles, raw, is five HP, no effects. And no irradiation, either. It's one of the few items that you can find not irradiated. <laughs> yeah, I think he's, like, really excited. I was like, you see this? It's a gold lock. It won't make you sick. And you can just eat it! Very about my noodles. <laughs> you get far too excited about pre-war food sunset. Uh, does anybody else want to try and uh, scavenge around uh, this semi-collapsed building, or do you guys want to move on? Your call.
I don't want to. I, I actually don't push our luck. No, yeah, we've got no a pretty good order. order. Let's sell. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Val, you're uh, you're the one that kind of slips off. You you go and find that you find your gold instant noodles. You run back up, and it is in a golden pack. You're just like, oh, see this? This is gold. And so uh, you've got yourself some uncooked mac and cheese. You could try eating that raw. That would probably be pretty horrifying compared to the instant noodles, which you could eat raw if you want on its 5 HP. Or if you manage to cook it with some water, uh, it can net you up to 10 HP if it's fully cooked. Uh, but yeah, you guys head back up that path, and uh, we're about to take our uh, our uh, bio break. Uh, you guys start heading back up that path, and you get back up to the homestay up at the very top of that uh, that that kind of hill mountain area, and it's literally named, and it says on the front, it says I, and it's got V E, and then O U, and the, you can see the layouts from the letters. It previously said I love you in uh, in on this sign up front, uh, but it is a homestay, and you see that from the previous uh, five floors that they had there, I actually stand correct, and I'm looking at a picture right now, I believe that is a five floor, one, two, three, four, okay, four floor, uh, so it used to be a four floor uh, converted house, uh, the top two floors have collapsed in, so there is the ground floor and the second floor that is left, so that's what you see at the very top of this path. Um, and this is where we're going to take our, uh, our bio break. Um, it may be a little bit of an extended bio break. My apologies. My, my stomach is growling pretty angrily at me right now. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to turn on the, uh, the mics. I'm going to leave them hot for our bio break because it could be a few minutes on my end. Uh, and we will be back in a GIF. So see you all in a few. And our mics are hot, so you can feel free to chat with our players. Uh, otherwise, you can listen to some wonderful uh, bass ape right now. We've got the Tim Doom mix. Doom Tune. See you all in a few. And uh, my mistake, I actually uh, made a, uh, a promise to my friends over at Outworld Sounds. Um, I'm going to pop them up and uh, we can listen to their wonderful uh, mixing. They are doing custom mixing right live right now. Um, and you guys can be serenaded by their wonderful playing and voices. Oh, and if you want to enter the draw for a Fallout core book, is a Fallout one that we're doing right? Yep, we're going to be doing that at the end of the stream. Cool. So, do hang around. We'll be doing a D100 draw. So, you pick a random number between 1 and 100. We'll roll the D100. And whoever's closest to it, I suppose, is a, is a lucky winner. 
Oh, there we go. Ironically, there's still like etiquette at like death metal shows. <laughs> hey, that's cool. Uh, oh, what's up, Capricious? Oh yeah, we're done our set. We're just hanging, but thank you, man. Thank oh, you. I hope your by. stream went good. I hope you guys had a good stream. Um, yeah, speaking of our friend Capricious, tomorrow is the last stream of the year for his campaign that he's currently running as the GM right now. Um, so be sure to check that out. That's at 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, and he just finished up his, his stream tonight. But thanks for the host, dude. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, we're just hanging. Oh, talking about our last shows. Facey had a thick-ass spider coming to dangle in front of his face. That was Spider-Man. That was Spider-Man. That was Spider-Man. I came out swinging from a South Philly basement caked in stale beer and sweat. Yes. <laughs> that's that's a Philly that's metal amazing. show. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's like one thing like you don't miss until you don't have it anymore. But when you, when you come out from a metal show, even if it's like the dead of – I feel like every time – Cannibal Corpse came to Philly. It was the dead of winter. And I we always used to joke, we're like, why is it like they bring like hell cold with them? But like you come out from the show well, and you, you have that like two inch thick layer of sweat that like you can't even feel the cold for the first like 30 minutes when you come out from the show. And like <laughs> you remember that? Like that just like that thick layer of like all right, got sweat. them hosted up now. You guys can like see their uh, their Twitch. This is Outworld Sounds, the wonderful folks, um, Kate and Max, right yes. now. They're just chatting, but I'll uh, post them up for the next couple of minutes, and we'll be cheese back in a few. Fries and a cheesesteak with cheese whiz was my jam after a metal show. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Jersey, Jersey Delphia. Out. Yeah, Jersey Delphia in the house, kid. Fuck yeah. Colfax knows about that Jersey Delphia. Yeah, we're literally... 10 minutes oh, Anvil. Nice. from Center City, Philly. Don't forget the drunken alley piss. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> there was a lot of that. Going behind the TLA to take a piss real quick before you go and try to meet somebody coming out the back door. Wait, I saw Napalm Death twice in Bristol got hit by the same girl in the out both times. What? Wait, so some chick, like, just kept Oh, got hit by the same girl in the pit both times. <laughs> Dude, I totally feel like there's uh there's some people that get in the pit and they just pick people that they want to fuck with. Uh I it's crazy cuz um like a lot of the metal shows, at least like in Philly, the Philly metal scene was very small and very close knit and you you go to a lot of the shows, you end up seeing the same people in the crowd over and over and over. And some of them you become friends with, but then some of them you don't. <laughs> and I remember there was this one huge chick, like, and she, like, intimidated the shit out of me. Because you see me. I'm, like, five foot nothing. And, like, but I would still go in the pit and, like, have fun. And I, I was very particular about, like, which songs I, like, if I was seeing Cannibal Corpse, I did not go in the pit during Hammer Smash Face. That was, like, a no. But, like, other songs, okay. But, like, Hammer Smash Face, like, shit got crazy. But there, but this one big chick, she would see me and just want to fuck with me. <laughs> and, like, I don't know why. Uh, I don't know. I guess she just, like, wanted to pick out, like, the other chick 
Yeah, she's just like, your face, my like, face. <laughs> hammer, smash. And I'm like, let's just be friends, dude. <laughs> you scare me. <laughs> so when I would see her at a show, I would just not go in the pit when she was in the pit because she would definitely pick me out and be like, uh, what a joik. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> she was scary. Or said, my, man, my man's like, I was more of a raver for some messy, messy mornings. Yeah, those two. I remember two. those mornings too. Though I remember those the mornings two. going to Ultra, and you were yes. up just just freaking rolling face. <laughs> and the next day, you're just like, oh, oh my jaw hurts. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know that struggle, but uh, there was this um, underground rave that they used to have in Philly called God's Basement, and it was in the basement of an old church. Yes. And. Um, the local news station went undercover in it and, like, got it shut down because, like, doormen were selling drugs and everything. Oh, like, it was it was one of those. But um, so the creators of it created a new one, and it was called The Schoolhouse, S-K-O-O-L. But it was only after hours. And so, like, me and my friends, we would go to a, a show or, like, to a club that would close out at 1 or 2 a.m. and then go to the schoolhouse oh. till like 6 a.m. And, oh, my God, your ears were, like, ringing <laughs> for, like, weeks yeah, after that. Your, your teeth just shaking. Oh, my God. And you're, like, yeah. I, I don't know how I used to do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how I used to do that. But, yeah, I, I only drank, so... Um, it was even worse for me. (laughs) The recovery was even worse for me, I think. (laughs) Yeah, dude, you were hungover. We just slept, if you could. (laughs) If you could. If you could, or you just drank till you knocked yourself the fuck out. But I was like that person. Like, I would end up in, on someone's couch that, like, I had no idea who they were. No idea how I got there. My friends just got me there. And I'm like, who is, like, where am I? (laughs) See, that would happen to me on days that, like, we'd be rolling, and then somebody would be like, here, take a Xanax. This is going to help you pass out and help you go to sleep. You you won't worry about it. I would wake up in, I would grew up in Florida. I'd wake up in, like, North Carolina with one shoe on, no pants, and a tank top. Like, wait, what the fuck happened? (laughs) That's how it would go for me. Me and a few others used to set up parties over here called Decibel Inside. Aggressive techno and hardcore music. A lot of fun. I remember a guy coming up to me wanting to sell drugs, and I just gave him a confused look. He got escorted out later by police. But we tried keeping it clean. See, that's good for you. That's That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, and especially, like, if you're trying to keep it around (laughs) and keep it about the music. Yeah. Like when I was like 15, the drugs, the drugs are gone now. Yeah, like, but yeah, it's it's good that you were trying to to run a a clean like clean thing, because like I said, that that thing, uh, God's basement, it got shut down like pew, super super quick, and it was crazy because the night that they went undercover, me and my friends were supposed to be there. Oh, that's crazy! Like we were supposed to be there. Rated. Well, they didn't get raided. They just went oh, undercover okay. and recorded footage and stuff. So, like, a lot of my friends would have been on that footage, and we were like, thank God we didn't go. Um, yeah, that got shut down with the quickness. But it was just crazy because we were, like, seeing all this, and it was, like, exclusive. Do you know where your kids are on a Saturday night? It was, like, one of those, like, super dramatic. 
that was usually my student house where randoms woke up on my sofa. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, we had this thing in, in my hometown called the Rabbit Hole that was really cool. And uh, there was this guy called Jack the Rave Rabbit. And he was like basically like a Alice in Wonderland dude dressed up in a rabbit costume with a giant flavor flave clock. That's amazing. Like literally with a giant flavor flave clock. And he would hold signs and he would be around in random parts of our town. And it would be like little hints to where the rabbit hole would be the rabbit hole, and the rabbit hole was the giant rave, and it was like these hidden raves, and yeah. you had to get these hints, and you had to put all the hints together to be able to go to That's the rabbit so hole. That's so awesome. And Jack the Rave and Rabbit And he's like, oh, I'm late, on, I'm late. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly, <laughs> Jack the Rave Rabbit is sitting there putting on a rave, man. It was all underground. It was it was dope. It wasn't even at clubs. A lot of them uh, were out in the woods and shit. Some were at warehouses. Oh, and that's shit cool. Like that. It was a lot of fun, man, but that got that's shut down, cool. too. I they think all people do. just got like I think well no, I think people just want legit. Honestly. I think they yeah. just want legit and so started okay. like DJing clubs and stuff like that. That's really what happened. That scene kinda died out in Philly too. I threw parties at my apartment in FL and by the end of the year we I was nearly evicted because of complaints. Oh man. I know it's funny, we're all talking about like our glory days <laughs> and now we're just like, yeah. Now we're we just, just old lame. We just, you know, have a sensible seltzer or a beer or two. No, now we just party here online. <laughs> with exactly. All of our cool friends that have been there, done that. <laughs> I know, I know, exactly. We all been there, done that. We all don't need that there, shit. Done that. We'd all yeah. been there, done that. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Wait, what's this face ape? He was also the one that decided to tickle my beard when I came to talk to him behind the booth at one point. <laughs> oh. That's when he had a. That's when we discovered he had a fetish for beards. <laughs> Oh. Wait, oh. what? <laughs> is, this, is this the druggy guy? <laughs> he had a fetish for beards? We're experienced ravers, yeah. An experienced raver just means that you've realized that you don't need to go out and do it anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun for a time and then not. But I do miss clubs a lot. I, I've, I've never been. Oh, never man. got to experience that. That's one that thing was I like I got to say, that's my biggest regret. Of my adult that doesn't life mean is we not, still can't. It's not. Oh well, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not going to one yet. I want to go to the European ones. I know. Where our friends. Yes, are at we right want to go to now. your like, guys' clubs. Y'all got the cool clubs. I want to go to those. You guys clubs. got the like sexy adult clubs. Like yeah. that was like 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 eight like teens to twenties. That was like my raver days, going to festivals, underground raves, like all that shit. But like in my thirties, it was all about clubs. I love clubs because i love like small intimate environments where you can see like i saw jeremy olander at a tiny club here in philly I even saw dead mouse um eric prids at a tiny club like once you start going to those shows and you realize that there's like an adult way to like still get your dance music and have like adults around you and not like you know I love my ravers, but <laughs> there's some kids that are a little, a little much and a little rowdy, and it's nice to go to like a more calm environment where people are just there to, to enjoy, enjoy the it. music yes. and just vibe. God, yes. And it's and well, this music is awesome. appreciated there. It's like yeah. s it's like actually appreciated. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And people just vibe. Fuck you know? yeah. Yeah, I like it. And people are, because, like, I don't know, I, I guess, like, I feel like Americans are more like, look at me, instead of, like, being at the club and just experiencing and being there. 
Because yeah. everybody else here, they go to clubs to like show off. Well, and no. they, it's a shame because here, like the American dance music scene, at least now, like since the mid 2000s with like, and I just throw this name out, I don't blame him for this, but like with Skrillex and all of that, it became a party thing. And it no, it, it was no longer really about the music and so enjoying the that? music. And it was just like, yeah, let's rage, you know? And it was like, it brought all this like, like us people who had been doing it for a long time and yeah. had been doing it since the late 90s, early 2000s, started to see this like surge of this like totally different crowd of kids that were just like, yeah, that's fucking rage. It was like all Kyles and shit. We're like, what the fuck is happening? It's just <laughs> funny because Skrillex doesn't even party. No, and that's why that's like... That's the funniest thing is that dude doesn't even party. I throw his name out, but... Them. No, but he did though. He did bring the bro step thing. Oh, thanks, Capricious. We love you too. Thank love you so you, much. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, sorry, we we're all done the music. We're just we're talking about music. <laughs> but have fun with your session, dude. And if you're still on when we're wrapped up, we'll we'll definitely come read ya. Yeah, Americans want to flex for the gram. It's true. And like, yeah, there's you know, the whole culture of it just got a little a little weird. That's why like moving to clubs was was different because, you know, a lot of the a lot of the ragers you know, stayed going to like Ultra and, and EDC and all that, which I love and adore and like I'm so glad I went. But uh yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, sorry about the long, long wait in that regard. Uh my uh stomach's not doing too hot. Uh but I am back and we are back. Let's transfer back over to our overlay. Uh I hope all of you enjoyed some of the uh crazy little musings and stories from Outworld Sounds. Uh, they are the wonderful folks that I, uh, I also mod for on top of the uh, Savernation Uncensored. Uh, that was Kate and Max talking about their life in the metal scene and moshing and all that jazz. So hope all of you got to enjoy a little bit of that. And uh, hopefully they'll be coming in a little bit later once their stream is over. Um... Sorry, give me one second. I had to break out some crackers for myself. Um, oh, and I forgot my coffee. My goodness. Uh, so you guys want to chat really quick? Um, I will be right back. Uh, start talking about what you want to do as you guys are heading up to the homestay. I think the best bet is to go up to the two-floor homestay and uh, I was gonna say the second floor is the easiest, easily is the most easily defensible, but I don't think cows go upstairs. I'm not so sure about that. And uh, yeah. if the top two floors have collapsed, the second one might be more likely to collapse on us if we screw something up. Also true. I mean, I don't have any more grenades, so you don't have to worry about that. But, uh, yeah, I think we, we go up there, we loot. Yeah, we go, and then we come back then. We need to stay somewhere where we can get out. Yeah. I agree with that. Because if we're up there too long, we run the risk of uh, having a house fall on us while we sleep. <laughs> Whereas yep. these containers are much 
looks pretty, clearly. Okay, so what do you guys want to do then? What's the, uh... Go check it out. Check it out, are you guys going to... Oh, okay, so you're going to head back down to the containers and sleep there? Uh, yeah, after we check out the... Yeah, Vampire Bites just mentioned, um, before we, we have our, our players head on inside. Um, Outworld Sounds is live uh, next week. I'm so jealous. Uh, they're over in North Carolina, I believe. I'm not sure the name of the venue that they're going to, but they are going to be running live. I believe for their first time, they're headlining for my other friends, Unheard Sirens. So, yeah. Sorry. Uh, crazy brain. <laughs> uh, so you guys head into the uh, the homestead. Uh, as I mentioned, the, uh, the homestead itself, the uh, upper two floors have collapsed in. Um, they're kind of settling into the first floor itself. Um, the building itself looks pretty, pretty wrecked. Um, it looks like people have definitely gone through this area in the past, um, but there's definitely chances for looting. Um, as you guys go up to the front door, you can see that the front door, the glass there has since been shattered, so the front door is completely open. Uh, there's papers and stuff floating around and flying around inside. Um, and the place itself looks like it's been uh, partially searched in the past. Uh, so partially, uh, partially wrecked, partially searched. Uh, if you want to be looking for any items in there, it's going to take you roughly two hours to go through the whole building, and it's going to be uh, DB one for the checks. So uh, if all of you uh, would like to give me either intelligence uh, survival or perception survival, we can roll our uh, dice and find out what you guys can discover inside of this homestay. Should I spend an AP also? Go for three die? Yeah, go on. There's Up to you. enough. Yeah, All right. and Minsky just made one. Yep. What did he? Yep. Well, he's, he cancelled out my usage. The, my usage. Ooh. Got a critical fail there. I did it. Do you want to use a point I of luck and re-roll it? To, uh, I'm gonna have to. What? That's a nineteen. I don't want a twenty. Oh, no. Yeah, that's uh, that's two critical yeah. failures. Oh, that's two. Yeah, so you can re-roll one. You are not able to re-roll both, but you can re-roll one. But you can re-roll any dice one time. You can spend multiple luck on a single roll. Are you sure. Uh, 
Oh, no, 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 you're, you're okay. Complication range for a 1 is only a 20, so you only have one complication. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, it's moot. Yeah. Uh, I'll I will spend that one luck. Let's not get that complication. Yeah, so you can reroll up to a maximum of three, uh, one luck each. Yep. All right. <clears throat> All right. I get another success. Okay. So I got a five and a three. All right, and we are key for that extra dice. Okay, so we are down to a yep. five AP. Um, and let's see what we've got inside. Uh, so Minsky did intelligence and got two successes. Uh, so Minsky, uh, let's see what you can find in here. Uh, so intelligence covers things like ammo, armor, weapons, chemicals, um, and other kind of uh, uh, valuable items. And so on here, uh, what you discover are some chems. Uh, there are chems inside of the building that have been left behind at some point in time. And uh, what you discover is that laying on one of the counters, clearly one of the employees that had worked there in the past is very overstressed. Uh, you find a set of mentats. So Minsky, you find some mentats. Do you want to continue looking for other chems or do you want to search for something else? Uh, let's search for something else. And is that uh, one dose of mentats? Yeah, one dose of mentats. Alright, so uh, you find the mentats there, and it seems like they were not only very, very, uh, very, very uh, desperate and having headaches and issues and stuff, what you discover as you kind of float up um, to the counter itself, you kind of go up a little bit, you see the mentats there, and your eye stalks look up, and you see uh, the rem remnants of what was a person uh, who had uh, blown out their brains with a shotgun. Uh, the shotgun looks like it has malfunctioned, the barrel is blown out, so the shotgun is destroyed, uh, but you see three shotgun shells chilling out next to this body. Does the shotgun look like a Yes. Inside of what used to be their face. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's grimdark. Gotta keep the grimdark. Uh, so yeah, you've got, uh, you've got three shotgun shells. There is a destroyed shotgun. It is not worth anything at all. It is completely wrecked. If I... And the men pads. Can I uh, spend a luck to introduce the fact that it might be repairable? Uh, yes, you can spend a luck, and you will be able to get a fully broken shotgun. It is repairable now. I'm gonna do that. Shotguns do some nice damage. Is it double barrel or a, uh, a combat? Uh, it is a double barrel. It's a single barrel breech load, so it wouldn't even be double. Oh, it's a we, single barrel. Yeah, right. we do not have double barrels here in Taiwan. Okay. So, it's most similar to a double barrel, but not... The same. Yeah, so the double barrel shotgun inside of the stats, so let's pull this up real quick. Uh, the double barrel shotgun itself, um, so it has a fire rate of zero, so this will also have a fire rate of zero, um, and uh, it is still inaccurate, still two-handed. Uh, weight, I'll put down as an eight, um, and right. for repairing it, uh, let's see. How do we do repairs? 
I would assume that it's going to be the same difficulty as a double barrel. That'd probably be the easiest. Um, well, I know there's the repair bench. Uh, so to repair this, okay, one second. Uh, you will need to find somebody who is a uh, gun nut. So you're going to have to find somebody who is a gun nut. Gun nut rank one. Um, let's roll for it. Yeah, woo! Gun nut rank two. So it is extremely heavily damaged. There is very little of it uh, that that seems like it could be repaired, but if you bring it to somebody who is knowledgeable enough, they might be able to pull it off. Loaded up on dynamo. You pick the pieces out of what's left over of the body after Minsky grabs the ammunition. <laughs> Load the chunks over on your promen. That works. Alright, so uh, Minsky, you found the ammunition and you discovered and we had introduced to it a working shotgun. Uh, let's see. Our next individual who rolled on here was Dalton. He got uh, three failures uh, on 11 and two 12s. Val got two failures, a 17 and a 10. And John, you got a 19, a reroll 20 to a 5, and a 3, so that's uh, two successes. Um, so did you do intelligence? Yes, you did intelligence. I did intelligence. Okay. So um, what you are looking for, um, you find, lo and behold, um, Right next to uh, the individual who you were grabbing the shotgun for, there is also a, another weapon that is sitting right next to them. Seems like this person was desperate. If one didn't work, the other one was going to work. And what you <laughs> find is a makeshift pipe rifle. Long barrel, standard stock, no scope. Nice. Now, do you want to try looking for other weapons inside the building, or look for something else? Let's go for something else. Let's see what luck brings us. All right. So, on their on their uh, on their back, you saw that pipe rifle sticking out from behind. You also see sitting next to them is a lead pipe. They were super lead desperate. Pipe? They really wanted to make sure that this is going to work. <laughs> talk, talk, talk. Pretty much. If not, I'll just chew on this until I die. <laughs> Problem with that plan is after a while, you're like, why was I chewing on this? You know? Mm. And you start drooling on yourself, and you know. And so, um, just to add in an element, um, as you're there going through this person's stuff, you find the all those weapons, you see the uh, unspent shell casings for the shotgun. Uh, you see a little note sitting right next to them, and it says, When will the pain leave my head? Make the noises stop. And that's what you guys find. Um, 
Camacho. Hmm. Let's roll for Camacho. Let's find out. Uh, her intelligence is higher, but seeing as none of you guys did an intelligent, or sorry, a perception check, I'm going to roll for perception. So let's do a perception and survival. And survival is a tag skill. Let's see what she gets. Oh my oh. god! Why am I rolling better than you guys for all this stuff? Ugh. Uh, so we've got... Crushes her survival checks. I don't yeah. know what it is. So, Camacho, even though you're not here, uh, you're here with us in spirit, and you are blessing the players like crazy right now. Um, she's got uh, three different successes. She got a two and a six. Uh, so that's a tag skill success that generates AP. He cheats? I don't cheat! Rob, how dare you insinuate such a thing? Dastardly. Dastardly. What's this? What's a show to be good, he cheats. <laughs> uh, so on here, uh, let's see. Uh, the first one that comes up is going to be clothing. Uh, so she actually walks up and starts going through uh, that individual, the dead person's clothing, and uh, she finds on them a harness uh, that is still left over. second. Camacho's loot. Let's comment on this and reply. So 1x harness. Okay. Um, and she tries looking for something else. Not super happy with the clothing. She starts looking around to see if there's any food left over in the building. And she successfully finds a box of sugar bombs chilling out underneath the counter. One unopened box, but... She finds the leftover boxes of what looks to be about ten of them all underneath this counter, which could explain why the person was having such extreme headaches. They were getting radiation poisoning and probably a massive sugar high. Um, and she continues looking to see if there's any other food, and she discovers chilling underneath all of those, all of those is a dandy boy apple. So she found sugar bombs and dandy boy apple. I, I feel like Val looks at the guy who died from sugar bombs and is jealous. <laughs> I wish I could be mean. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's your guys' uh, base, lo uh, base location. So that's the first floor. Um, and what happens with these locations is there is a maximum amount of loot that can be found. Uh, we found one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we found seven pieces of loot. There is a chance to find an additional five if you guys want to continue searching. Um, and that will continue finishing up that two hours for searching the building. So you guys want to keep looking or no? Yeah, uh, yeah we can all we search again. Yeah, okay. we're going to camp out here for the night anyway, so... Okay, go ahead and roll um, either Perception Survival or Intelligence Survival. Minsky got a uh, one with an eight. We've got Val Jacobs, one with a three. We've got a 17, 13. Sean has another two failures with 16, 17. 
Are we we're full on uh full on eight points feet. again? Yep. Oh well, I'm gonna spend one. Okay, go ahead. I don't think we should leave it full. Alright, one success with an eight, and then we have sixteen, thirteen. Alright, so we've got three more pieces, uh, or three more goodies that you guys discover upstairs. Uh, so the first of those was Minsky. So as you're heading upstairs, uh, you start looking around, your eye stalks are looking, trying to figure out what else could be useful here, um, and you run across what looks to be an explosive. So inside there, you find Molotov cocktails dangling from the ceiling connected to a trip wire. You float right over it because you don't walk, but you notice the three Molotov cocktails hanging from the ceiling. To get these down without triggering the trap and setting them off, I'm going to need you to make a intelligence and explosives, or sorry, perception explosives check. And this is going to be a DV, ooh, DV2. So either you should spend some action points or you should uh, call me in there to do it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna call out for uh, Jen. Um, uh, I need your help in here, but watch your step. <laughs> All right, I'll head over that way. All right, so, uh, yeah, Jen, you, you head up the stairs. You can see that line that's that's across the floor. It's going all the way up. There seems to be some kind of drop mechanism for three Molotov cocktails. And you have a DV2 perception explosives check. If you right. fail uh, this, it will drop hurt. on you. Oh, yeah, that'll hurt. Um, so I'm thinking I should buy two extra dice here. What do you guys think? Yeah, you don't want to drop in on you. Absolutely go for it. We've got five, right? Yep, you narrow down to two if you want to buy t uh, two dice. Yep. Okay, go ahead and roll. And if we succeed, we get four. a fucking cocktail. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I have Demolition Expert, which means that when I use things that have Blast, I get Vicious added to it. Oh, that rules. All right. Come on. Yes. All right, so yes. you've got a 10 and a 3. That's a critical success with the explosives. So you get 2 AP back. So you burned 3, got 2 back, so your total loss is a 1. And you now have those 3 Molotov cocktails that you guys can add to your inventory. Nice. Uh, I'll scribble those down on my sheet unless you have any objections, uh, Minsky. Nope. Minsky, you don't want to throw um, containers of gasoline at strangers? You can light them off your thruster, my, your my butt hand. thruster. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Gotta, gotta keep a hold of my walking cane. Uh, right, yeah, your pimp cane. You, you totally need, like, you know, a big top hat, you know, so you can, like, float there with your walking cane and maybe get a monocle on one of those eyes. Uh, Minsky, go ahead and roll me a, uh, roll me 1d2. Just roll 1d2. Uh, 
All right, the cane that you found, the walking cane, is in fact a pimp cane. It looks very pimped out. It is bright purple with a, uh, a uh, uh, what are those called? And like an embossed, like, holding piece. So yes, you literally have a pimp cane. So, Minsky looking pretty badass over there with the Our next person up for Oh, hold on, what's up? Do, do you does he use does he use the cane like does he put it on the ground or does he put it in the air to like Oh no, fully on the ground. Okay. <laughs> kind of kind of bobs up and down as he pushes on it. <laughs> Love it. Alright, um, so we've got Minsky's and Val, you did a perception check, right? Mm -hmm. Alright, you got one success on your perception check. Uh, so that means that you're looking for normal things like clothing, food, beverages, um, oddities. Uh, so, uh, you find some food! Looks like somebody got room service before the bombs went off. Or, in fact, somebody brought room service to their own room after the bombs went off. What you discover up there are some squirrel bits. Yum. Are they cooked squirrel bits? Yes. Gotta look them up. Um, and that's actually a rarity, uh, rarity here in Taiwan, because squirrels are not very common. Squirrels are pretty hard to find here. Really? Yeah. They're not just. I don't. I don't know what. So like, you, is there like a different kind of rodent? I, I mean, mice and rats, and like fifty, like a, fifty yeah. it like, billion know, different what, kinds what of rodents. The, what What lives in the What lives in the forest in Taiwan? Birds, uh, insects, uh, bugs. Uh, yeah, bugs large enough that could eat squirrels. So, yeah. There we go. That's yep. There has to be some squirrel-sized <laughs> thing in every in every biome. Yeah, we've got uh, we've we've got huntsmen up here, um, and uh, those guys are absolutely pants shittingly terrifying. The first apartment I ever lived in, we had a huntsman uh, crawl out from underneath somebody's bed, and uh, we cornered it out in the uh, in the hallway. And uh, it was, uh, so it, it, in relation to my head, it was about this large. So a full-size huntsman spider, larger than my head. It was the size of a large dinner plate. Um, and we went after that thing. We had a baseball bat, a golf club, a can of roach spray, and a broom. And that thing took like over a minute to be bashed to death. This thing had an armor class, I swear, I swear to God. Well, you know, I get the bonus from the economy, so... Uh, no, we were getting direct hits on this thing. I, 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 I shit you not. They are horrifying. They are scary here. And they, yes, you guys dangerous? will be dealing with them later. Uh, not for humans. Uh, huntsmen, uh, the huntsmen that we have uh, here actually mostly go after, like, our, our large cockroaches. Uh, because Taiwan's a tropical island, our normal cockroach size is, like, that big. Uh, so oh, yeah. bigger than American ones, and they fly here. Uh, so yeah, the huntsmen are really good. Oh, good. Hmm? 
Oh, I hate when cockroaches fly. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. In, in Arizona, they would do that. They they spray the sewers oh, with God. like stuff to kill all the bugs in there. But all it does is drive them all out into everybody's house and like out into the yards and everything. Mm. And then you just see the biggest cockroaches everywhere, just like, oh, hate that. Yeah. So, uh, woo! Yay, Mother Nature, you crazy, evil, evil bouncer. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, so yeah, you discover some squirrel bits, uh, back on topic. <laughs> Squirrels are rare here, because we have squirrel-sized predators here. Uh, but you find some squirrel bits. Um, and then next up, we've got, um, Jianyu, you've got, uh, three items that you're able to find, and you did intelligence or perception? I did perception. Perception. I figured right. everybody else was doing intelligence, so I should go for some food. Okay. Or something similar. Uh, you discover... Let's see. You discover some beverages. So as, uh, as you hear the giddiness from, uh, Val, uh, freaking out a little bit, discovering some squirrel bits, uh, you walk in and see, uh, see in that room, uh, somebody had left uh, what looks to be a can of Korean beer uh, chilling out on their little mini bar. So one can of Korean beer. Do you want to continue rummaging around in the mini bar for more uh, drinks or something else? Uh, get three things? Yep. Uh, let's do one more drink. Alright. Uh, you also find, whoa, a bottle of wine. Nice. Whoa. Somebody was treating themselves up in here. I know, mini bar wine's expensive. Um you know what? I'm on a roll here, so let's go for another beverage. Alright. Uh so let's go for our third beverage. Uh you find oh holy shit. Um drum roll. Uh, you find a can of glowing Yakult Ultra. Rarity four. Ultra. Sorry, you Kelt. You Kelt. My bad. Not Yakult. You Kelt. And I have my I have my my you Kelt in the back right next to my Pit Boy all the way back there. If anybody can see my tiny little screen. I literally emptied these out, cleaned them out so I can have them as my own little props. So yes, you find one of these that is actively glowing. Oh man, you know it's good when it glows. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is uh, uh, for those of you who might be a little bit confused. What the heck is he talking about? Uh, Fallout Asia Supplement, uh, page number five, glowing Ucalt Ultra, um, is a rarity, rarity, oh, it says on here it's only a three, but on my generator it says a four. A little confused about that, I'll have to double check my numbers. Uh, so it is a uh, high rarity item, uh, and what it allows you to do is allows you to reroll endurance and survival tests to reduce all current disease durations. And it gives a plus five to radiation damage resistance for a scene. So, pretty good stuff. That could be useful for somebody who picked up a disease recently. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Um, so yeah, you guys have gone through this uh, this building. It seems to be pretty much emptied out now, heavily searched, uh, unlikely to find anything else. Um, and uh, all of you had mentioned that you were going to go back to the containers to, to get some sleep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, um, well, actually, a... quick question. Uh, quick um, answer. Can Dynamo fit in one of the containers? Like through the door? No. Can Dynamo fit inside this building we're in? Yes. Then I think I might advocate staying here. That was my original plan. All right. Yeah, okay. Well, that's and Staying in a metal box versus staying in a collapsed building. I mean, the building might fall on us, but I don't want to, Dynamo to get eaten in the night. Or worse yet, stolen with, like, all of our crap on it. Mm -hmm. Or at least all my crap. And so if, yeah, uh... uh... I'm gonna I'm gonna share out the location here because I actually would love to stay at this place. It looks absolutely beautiful. I'm gonna share out the location. Um, so this place is called I Love You Homestay. Uh, it's literally a house converted into like a uh, a hotel to stay at. Uh, but the front doors, uh, it is double doors, and as I mentioned before, uh, the glass is totally shattered out. So yes, uh, Dynamo can easily walk through that space. Um, and the rest of you uh, start looking for uh, start looking for places to sleep. And the nice part is is that on that second floor, there's actually two rooms there. Um, and you see that one of the rooms has uh, two twin beds, and another room has a double bed. So there's space enough to sleep for six. So that's all of us. Yep. Um, so yeah, you guys uh, you guys come inside. Uh, you roll up into those rooms that. Mattresses are old. They're soiled 100%, especially in the room that had the wine, the Korean beer, and the uh, squirrel bits. Uh, but it's somewhere to sleep for the night. Uh, and you've got a roof mostly over your head. Um, and the uh, the night continues on. Do you guys just go to sleep? I think we have to eat, right? But we should make some food. Okay. Yeah, we have a bunch of food right now, so we should probably take the chance to eat. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, so if you are, um, as I'm going to switch us back to our uh, main page on here, because that's where all of our stats and stuff are. Um, if you are hungry, uh, then you need to eat one, two. Uh, you need to eat two pieces of food to get up to uh, full. If you are peckish, one piece. Uh, if you are starving, three pieces. There's our stuff. I think... Um, Val is going to chow down on those squirrel bits immediately. Okay. So, I mean, I know that the, you have, like, specific recipes in the thing, but I was kind of wondering if maybe we make a recipe that's just a combination of the items, like, value. In that, like, you know, who wants to eat just, like, a can of cram? Um, when we could have, like, cram with ramen noodles... Uh, if that's what you guys want to do, that's fine. Um, if you put together, because let's see where you guys are at. Um, Minsky has none of these, because uh, Minsky, Minsky is a robot. Um, <laughs> Minsky's just gently bonking a muck fruit into his, into his face. <laughs> just feel, feel like one of the boys. 
Uh, so we've got, uh, well, uh, we've got, uh, Logar, who, sorry, <clears throat> bad Val, who already ate up his food. Uh, for the rest of you, we've got one, two, three, four, uh, five spaces to fill. So if you put together three pieces of food, I'll let that slide if they can be combined correctly. So what do you want to combine? I've still got three gamma guavas, so I'll chop in a bit of fruit. Um, we could do the quavs, we could save those for later. I was thinking, like, I got I got some rice, and I got some, like, either some cram. So we could do, like, rice and cram soup with some dirty water. Good shit, yeah. you know? Um, or maybe, like, I don't really want to eat the tados, but we could eat tados. Um, I, I could throw in some, uh, I have a thing of mountain dog meat that you can throw in to make that stew a little hardier than cram. Mm, mountain dog meat, that sounds like a good choice, because cram will keep. Yeah, cram, that's what I'm saying, cram will keep, mountain dog meat. Yeah, is there rules for, uh, how long food lasts? As far as, I, like, spoiling I hope not. or not spoiling? I honestly hope not. I'll say a couple yeah. of days before it's covered in flies and maggots. Okay. Alright. Yeah, why don't we make, like, some, some mountain dog rice uh, soup or something? Maybe toss it a tato with it. Okay. Uh, that sounds good as long as you yeah. use three food items. Um, and then if you want to turn it into a soup, if you add in uh, three dirty water, then I will allow that to also fully hydrate. Right, um, oh, this that'll also hydrate us too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's uh, mm -hmm. let's do that. Uh, if you mark off that mountain dog meat, um, then I will toss in one tato, one rice, um, and I do have three water. I could toss those in, or somebody else wants to toss some in. Um, I have had no water. Yeah, no fucking water. Right. Then I'll toss in my uh, three dirty water. Um, and you got Johnny yeah, Drop we'll just make this... here with a big smile on his face, like mortals. Food. Alright, cool. I marked down three dirty water, um, a rice, and a tato. Um, and then we put the, the mountain dog and made All some right. nice rice dog stew. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, so anybody who is eating up on that, uh, you can put your hunger back to full and your thirst up to quenched. And that'll also take one of my common materials for fueling the uh, cooking. Yep. All right. Um, so is there anything else you guys are doing at the end of the night or no? I don't think so. Okay. Um, all right, let's see. Oh, a question. When well, we were searching around, was there any junk? Uh, you have... Come up? So, junk uh, junk would come up if you guys were doing perception checks for it. Um, when it comes to it, each location has a maximum number of items. You guys have already maxed out the number, so... Okay, cool. So, is, is junk on the table for perception searches? Yep, yep. Is that what you're saying? All right. All right, cool. That's what cool. I thought. Yeah, so for uh, for how this works, for those of you who might be a little bit confused how I'm handling this right now, I'm just kind of house-ruling this right now. Um, so for 
Available loot, we have a couple of different tables. We have ammo, armor, clothing, food, beverages, chems, oddities, junks, junk, weapons, and other. So there's like 10 different things that you can do. Uh, if I'm allowing my players to do an intelligence check, and if there is a chance for, uh, for uh, ammo, armor, <clears throat> oddities, and other, and weapons, so those five, uh, then their intelligence check gives them the ability to roll on one of those. If they're doing a regular perception check, it would be clothing, food, beverages, um, chem, So that's kind of how I'm splitting it up. Um, and uh, the nice thing is, is that the other, uh, I'll count for either. So um, what I've been doing, if the location doesn't have like ammo or armor or weapons, I'm rolling on the other table. Uh, and so I use that and it gives me a response for that. So that's how I've been doing it. A little weird, I know, but it is what it is. Just trying to add some variance and have a little bit of fun with the loot. Uh, so yeah, you guys, uh, you guys cook up some food. You try settling in for the night, and uh... there we go. Um, so what happens is, as you guys are settling in for the night, you guys head upstairs. You go to sleep. Uh, when you wake up, when each of you wake up, um, you see something in the room that has the double bed. There seems to be some streaks of an unknown dark fluid running along the floor out of the room that you had been sleeping in. Out into the hallway and down towards the stairs. And that's where we're going to be ending our session. You son of a bitch! <laughs> uh, we do have to do one thing for uh, the night before. I need to roll my um, uh, disease roll. Uh, okay, yeah, go ahead. Um, I think it's, uh, what, Endurance Survival? Yep, Endurance Survival and it's DB1. Um, and I believe Minsky can aid me in that with a Intelligence Medicine. Yep. So, well, it's a DV one. So if you have a success, oh, it's DV. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to sleep. So I'm going to spend a luck and use luck instead of endurance because I have garbage endurance. Okay. Um. So let's. Oh, All right. Nice. You Two successes. Beat the rad worms. They die in your body as you sleep. Congratulations. You now have them out of your body. You now have dead rad worms no longer invading your body but stinking it up. Enjoy your next tato poop. Alright, um, don't have fatigue now. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you guys uh, all go to sleep, you wake up to that site, you see that that trail heading out of the room. Um, and that's where we're going to be starting our session off to, uh, uh, when we come back. Uh, now I'm going to be having our players do our outros. Uh, so sleeping in Fallout 2D20 is worse than Cyberpunk Red. Uh, I, it seems so. Um, food sits on shelves for over a century. Pick it up. Goes bad in three days. No, we're talking about the fresh food, the fresh meat. So the mountain dog meat will go bad in three days. 
uh, cram that's been preserved for 50 years will preserve for another 50 years and then another 50 years and then another 50 years. It's like Twinkies. They just, they don't go bad. Um, now I'm going to have our players do our, good. yes, were they ever good? Um, I'm going to have our players do our outros, um, and what I would like to let everybody know before they start clicking off and heading out, because you, you guys may have heard our outros already, uh, we are not going to be playing next week. Uh, next week, uh, it turns out, uh, for you guys, it's a Friday. For me, it's Saturday, and next Saturday is uh, it's Christmas, and it's also my, uh, my wonderful girlfriend's birthday, and so we are heading out of town together. And I will not be able to GM. Uh, so our session for uh, Fallout Asia, this is our last one for the year. Because the following week, uh, again, it's Saturday for me. That's New Year's. It's January 1st. Uh, and I will most, I don't think my players are going to be available to play on New Year's Eve. Uh, so the, the session has just kind of preemptively been canceled. Because uh, I'm assuming nobody's going to be available. Uh, so this is our last session until... Let me check the date on the calendar until uh, January 7th. Uh, so we will be back on the 7th um, and the 8th for our Cyberpunk Goes Nomad. Um, and that's, uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is our last session for this year. Uh, I'm going to have our players do their outros, and I'm going to start off with Jianyu. So, uh, Stink Palm, go ahead and outro yourself. Uh, first... We have a giveaway, too. Yeah, yeah we're going to so, do that after the giveaway. All right, cool. Um, so, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, okay. Um, hold on. B -b sorry, my brain. my brain is stupid. Ladies and gentlemen, drop in uh, a number between 1 and, uh, let's say, 1 and 100. And we're going to roll a 1d100. And if you have gotten that, then you will get a fresh digital copy of the uh, Fallout 2D20 core rulebook uh, being provided by uh, Cybernation Uncensored and Modifius Games. Uh, now, Gianni, go ahead. Uh, Stink Palm, go ahead and outro yourself. Hi, I'm Tracy, uh, aka Stink Palm 007. Um, you can catch me on Twitter and Discord. Um, and I play uh, Dr. Ho Jianyu, the eccentric scientist who wanders around with his ramen that poops on people's feet. So, uh, yeah, that's me. All right, thank you very much. Uh, go ahead and or outro yourself for uh, Logar. Hey, uh, I am Logar the Yogar. I was playing Val Jacobs, an American who was raised on holotapes in a Taiwanese bunker. Uh, every, oh, not every, most Sundays I GM a show called Dead Sundays where we play through the Dead Suns uh, adventure path in a game called Starfinder, which is about magic and technology. And it's D&D in space, and it's fantastic, and you should come watch. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Logar the Yogar, and you can follow me on Instagram at Twig and Logar. It's mostly, it's 99% pictures of my cat and 1% pictures of cat memes. So you should, you'll, you'll like it. Sounds good. Um, all right. Uh, Johnny Drop, go ahead. And uh, remember, folks, uh, drop in a number between 1 and 100 in the chat. These are last chances. And uh, Johnny Drop, my bad. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm Johnny Drop. You can catch me here Fridays and Saturdays. I'll be doing the last uh, Cyberpunk Red game of the year tomorrow. Um, 
And you can also check out my SoundCloud at Arxen if you'd like, and hopefully I'll be uploading some new music there in the near future. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Uh, Captain Mark, go for it. Uh, yeah, Captain Mark87 on the Discord. Inside an Asian Uncensored Discord, you'll find me there. Um, going to be in Vegas for Fallout Red Nomad game tomorrow. And over on uh, twitch.tv forward slash heroes in theory on Sunday night, where we're going to be doing an evil one shot that's in the same setting as our regular campaign. Um, and I will not be putting a number in thing because I've already got a book and I'm not greedy. Uh, but good luck, everybody. Oh, shots fired on Stinkbomb and Logar. Jeez. Fables <laughs> drop numbers. Yeah, I was gonna. I was hold on. Excuse you. I was gonna provide joy to another person. Come on. You're gonna. You're gonna. Yeah. I wasn't taking shots at you. Listen. <laughs> look at look at him over there in Taiwan, bloody stirring things up. Was not taking shots. Just saying. <laughs> I have to stir things up because I'm the game master. Mm. <laughs> God damn, he's got you there. All right, um, so thank you very much, Mark. Uh, I'm going to outro for Raven, who is not with us today. You can check her out on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Instagram, as well as Twitch um, at Doña Trece Cuervo. Uh, she will be back with us once we have returned from our vacations uh, in January, uh, but she will not be here with us today or tomorrow on uh, Cyberpunk, which uh, breaks my heart, but it is what it is. Um, Everybody's everybody's got real life. Uh, now again, this is our last chance. If you want to get that two uh, D twenty core rulebook for free, drop in a number between one and one hundred. Um, and uh, I'm going to outro myself. Uh, I am GM Capricious Nature. Uh, dropping in my links as well as the links for our wonderful musicians who have been providing our tunes for today. Um. Yeah, uh, we're here in Taiwan for Fallout Asia, and we are about to go into Las Vegas for Cyberpunk Goes Nomad, which is tomorrow. And we are going to be embarking on a mini-adventure that I actually started designing about eight months ago. Uh, so <laughs> it's been a long time in wait, um, almost a year. Uh, so yeah. Um, for Fallout Asia, we will be back in January for Fallout, or sorry, for uh, Cyberpunk Goes Nomad. We will be live tomorrow and then gone until January. Um, and uh, Violet, you can feel free to drop in uh, a number between 1 and 100 to enter yourself for a chance to win a, uh, a core rulebook PDF copy of Fallout 2D20. And if anybody else is interested, go ahead. I don't want to say it unless I'm mistaken, but um... hmm? okay, we'll have to clarify with Rob. He just said free copy of the rule book. I don't know. Yeah, it's the core rule book uh, because uh, it was it was gifted over from uh, the channel over um, Mad Queen that he was jamming earlier. Okay. Right. Yeah, Violet, pick a number, and you might get a free book. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give you guys one more minute to do that. Uh, in the meantime, 
uh, please, please, please check out uh, premium.cybernationuncensored.com. Uh, you can find our Kickstarter for Cybernation Uncensored over there. Uh, we have literally two days left, and it closes. Um, I desperately, desperately, desperately want to get my greedy goblin dice mitts on those wonderful dice and miniatures, so please get this kickstarted. We're $1,200 away. We are so close, uh, and we only have two days left, so let's get that funded. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get caught up with uh, Fallout or Cyber Nation, uh, the Cyberpunks uh, streams, you can check out the YouTube page. Uh, we've got all of our episodes hosted up on there. And uh, one little last shout out for my own channel. Uh, if you are awake and alive, like uh, Johnny Drop was just the other uh, just the other day on. Uh, Wednesday nights, Thursday mornings, around like midnight-ish U.S. time, if you are still roaming around, uh, I have a Tiny Wastelands from Gallant Night Games that I am playing with my students at my school. And we are going to be doing our final session for the... Or sorry, not final session for the school year, because we still have five weeks left of school. Uh, so yeah, you can uh, you can come by and check us out there. It's a super fun, super rules-light uh, game. Not grim dark like this, but it's also being set in Taiwan, and uh, the kids are having a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, Stink Palm wants those magnetic minis. I want those dice. Um, I ordered the whole kit because I want all of it, but I want I really want them dice. Uh, so yeah, I, I want the interchangeable like arms with different weapons. Yeah, like that. That's, that's awesome. Game. All right, so it looks like we've got. Uh, all the folks that are going to be jumping in, jumping in. So we've got Logar uh, with 45. We've got Vampire with 69, because of course 69. Nice. Uh, then we've got Stinkball with 12. And we've got uh, Violet coming in with 18. So, uh, with that, uh, who would like to roll our 1d100, or do you guys just want me to do it? I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Oh, all right. Paper, scissors, stone, come on. Oh, well, okay, that was fast. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Dalton's just like, I don't give a fuck. All right, so uh, Captain Mark jumped the gun on there, 76. Which means that our closest number is going to be Vampire Bites at 69. So, Vampire Bites, congratulations! You now have a copy awesome. of 2D20, and you can come join my campaign. Get over here. <laughs> uh, go ahead and get in contact with Rob. Let him know that you won. I'll message him as well to let him know in case Rob's not uh, currently on. He might be taking his uh, one of two hours of sleep he gets a week. Um, so, uh, he might be passed out right now. Uh, so yeah, congratulations, Vampire. Uh, best of luck to Logar, Stinkbalm, and Violet in the future. Oh my god, we have Outworld Sounds rolling in right now. Uh, welcome in, Outworld Sounds. We are literally ending our session right now. We just did our... Oh, I, actually, no, this is a perfect chance. I have an extra copy. 
I have an extra copy. So anybody from Outworld Sounds, thank you for joining in. If you are interested in joining a giveaway for a Fallout 2D20 copy of the Core Rulebook, please drop a number between 1 and 100. So I've got a lot of friends coming in right now. I know all of you guys, so drop a number between 1 and 100 in the chat, and you will be entered for a chance to win a Fallout 2D20 Core Rulebook for free. 100% free, and I will give you my extra copy, because I have one extra copy that I've been saving up. So go ahead and toss in a number. One number that's always guaranteed. Always. Mm -hmm. When you do this shit. <laughs> so I'm going to give away my copy to you guys. If you're interested, drop a number between 1 and 100. And uh, uh, Violet, if you want, you can drop in a new number, or you can stick with 18. Your call. And Vampire, you already won, so you don't get to do it again. Um, Stink Palm, if you want to try again, go ahead and put in a new number. Uh, and uh, Logar, if you want to try again, go ahead and put in a new number. And let's give away this 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 edition. It's been chilling out in my inbox for forevers. Looks like I got a couple answers. So third-rate nerds, welcome, welcome. Um, I, I've made uh, many different emotes and stuff for third-rate nerds. Love those guys over there. Very happy to see you in. Base Ape Records is the gentleman who has made all of our music for today. Uh, so you can always check him out. Outworld Sounds was our wonderful little intermission that we had going on. Um, Bacon Maester, I've never seen you before, so welcome, welcome. Uh, Max is uh, one of the duo of uh, Outworld Sounds. That is Max himself. And, of course, Outworld Sounds is Kate. Uh, so, uh, yes... Uh, those are the wonderful little uh, emotes that I made for him. I, 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 Hail Hydrate, and Cthulhu. We've got Photogon. Just show some of it. No, no need to show off. No need to show off. But yeah, I'm going to do our uh, our roll. Uh, and actually, because uh, Sean Dalton, or uh, <clears throat> Captain Mark, jumped the gun a little bit, uh, I'm going to let our wonderful Logar the Ogar roll that 1D100. Let's see who gets this copy. It better be a hundred. Damn. Somebody picked 88. It was Mad Max. Right. 85. All right, Max, congratulations. Yep. Uh, Max, uh, I'm going to send you a copy of Fallout 2D20 Core Rulebook for free. You and Kate can check it out. And if you guys are interested, we could always uh, always try to do a little stream, a little live Let's Play. I can give you guys a one-shot. I can run it for you. So uh, if you guys are interested, we could do that. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to get in touch with uh, you and Kate. I hope all of you have a wonderful, amazing set of holidays. Congratulations on the win there. And as Rob just pointed out, please make sure that you check out the CyberNation Uncensored Patreon. It's, uh, or sorry, not Patreon, the, uh, well, Patreon too, of course, uh, but the Kickstarter, uh, premium.cybernationuncensored.com. Uh, it is a wonderful little project, and we're hoping to get it up and running. I really want to get those dice. Uh, in the meantime, everybody watching the VOD and everybody live, have excellent holidays. Congratulations again to Captain Mark on his uh, his recent marriage and his uh, trip abroad uh, to to Iceland for his uh, his wonderful honeymoon. And I hope all of you have a great set of days. Bye, everybody. I'm